Hey y'all, this is Joelle, Andrea, and Crystal. We're friends off topic. Spend the next hour. You know it's longer than that. Say two hours. Just say it's however long we drone on for. You never really know. Spend some time with the girls. Every week we watch a favorite movie that you guys vote on and tell you everything about it. And you never know what we're going to end up talking about, like overalls or snail trails. Stop it. Ah, remember wins. We post a new episode every week. No, really, message us, vote for the movie, and follow us so you don't miss a thing. Friends off topic! Really, that's what you got? That's what I got. You should say it with more oomph. We'll work on it. Thanks for the encouragement. Hello! Hello! Get out your pantyhose, meringue mask, and sensible shoes, because this week we watched... Mrs. Doubtfire. Actually, I don't think it's meringue. I think it's an icing mask. I he did learned. say meringue. He said meringue. Oh, he does? Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's why I thought that. Yeah. <laughs> she makes dinner. She does windows. She reads bedtime stories. She's a blessing in disguise. She will rock your world, dear. <laughs> did you know how many times do you think she says dear in this movie? A lot. 75. 101. Holy hell. Oh, I was close. You were close. So, somebody keep a tally. We're going to sneak it in as much as we can, dear, and see if we can get it. Is this... How do we watch this movie? Apparently with blindfolds on. (laughs) Crystal found my sleep mask. Yeah. Oh, I thought this was so you and Joelle couldn't look at each other. Oh, that's that's smart. That is why you should do that. We need little cubicles. We do. Just like a partition so we can't see each other's faces. Or we just do it from our houses separately. Don't look at each other. That's not fun. It's not. It's not. Crystal. Yes. Hi. Do you have a synopsis? Is that where we go first? Yeah. Perfect. We're on our best behavior today. Now that you, I'm about to start laughing because you no. said that. So by best, she just means we don't fuck up as much. That's right. I can't look yeah. at her. Okay, don't. As soon as I said it, <laughs> I Synopsis. felt her eyeballs on me. <laughs> Troubled that he has little access to his children, divorced Daniel Hillard hatches an elaborate plan. With help from his creative brother, Frank, he dresses as an older British woman and convinces his ex-wife, Miranda, to hire him as a nanny. Mrs. Doubtfire wins over the children and helps Daniel become a better parent. But when both Daniel and his nanny persona must meet different parties at the same restaurant, his secrets may be exposed. They told too much. Right? That's the whole fucking movie. It's a big synopsis. (laughs) Fucking soapbox right there. She hates it. I do. They have shorter ones on IMDb. No, but that's a good one, though. It's like two sentences. Nah. I mean, we could tell a lot. We're going to give away the whole movie here, so. People have seen it. I guarantee. Everybody saw it, right? Yeah. Before. All right. Probably. <laughs> so let's see. Are we going into ratings? Oh, I What's next? IMDb, 7.1 out of 10. 70% tomato meter, 77% audience score. Good scores. Uh, the Why to Watch. Funny, touching, and endearing. Touching. And you can get this on Freeform, <laughs> Hulu, and Tubi. I watched it on Tubi. I had to start over every time. It took me like 
the whole time. <laughs> Two yeah, weeks we watched watch it on this. Hulu because we pay for that service. Mm, that must yeah. be nice to be balling like that. <laughs> That's Speaking it. of balling, the budget twenty five million. <laughs> that was a good segue. And it grossed. <laughs> I know I had to take advantage. And the gross four hundred and forty one million. God, that sounds high. It was a lot. Uh, we got a, oh, you did the why to watch. You're messing me up. I got it all mixed up in here. I came prepared. It's very good. We had two weeks, though. I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I now hope that Crystal's not dying. That's good. Um, what about the writer and director? Yep. Got that, too. Uh, director, Chris Columbus. He did uh, Stepmom, First Three Harry Potters, All the Night at the Museums, The Witch, and The Lighthouse. So I thought it was weird that he oh. went from like family movies no, no, no. to that weird he ass also movie. Did Gremlins, The Lighthouse, and Home Alone. Oh, I didn't have he that. did The yeah. Lighthouse. Is that the one with the um, Robert Pattinson, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, did you watch that? It was yeah. weird. It was bizarre. Weird. I had to Google it. It was like got great reviews, and I isn't watched that, it. Isn't it like was, kind of based off of a real story? The a Prome- bit? Promethean, something like that. Prometheus, I, I it think. Was based off of- Pretty sure dude thinks mermaids exist. Oh, for sure. I don't fucking know what I... W- I don't even know if I watched it all because I... W- People love it. They're going to be mad at me for shitting all over it, but... Well, yeah, no, it is weird because, like, they say he does, like, family value movies. Yeah, I didn't know he did that. that one out there. Well, it was the most recent, I think. And you said The Witch? Uh, what'd you the, oh, witch. No. the Witch. The Witch? The Witch. The one with the goat? Yeah. I just had Gremlins oh. and Home Alone. It's weird. Right, I didn't know <laughs> that he weird. did that. Did you see that? Maybe he yeah. was just um, was expanding his horizons. I had I watched that with friends. Like I picked it out, but not friends like y'all. It was yeah. another group. Maybe that... he was just like uh, <laughs> fuck those family values and let's move on to more wicked shit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the writers, um, there's three of them. Mm-hmm. One was Anne Fine, and she's written well over forty books, all of which I did not write down um, because it's. I'm going to talk about it later. Oh, okay. Uh, Randy Mayhem Singer, who did 10 episodes of Why Women Kill. Leslie Dixon, who did Limitless, Overboard, Loverboy, and Freaky Friday. Those are very mixed up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's based on a book called Madame Doubtfire by Anne Fine. Uh, there's no sequel. Chris Columbus was adamant he wouldn't continue on with the sequel without Robin. Did you read about how the um, author came up with that name for her book? Okay, so I have that one. The name was nicked from a shop near Edinburgh Academy in Stockbridge called Madame Doubtfire. It had peeling paint and sold secondhand clothes. Mm. Nice. Nice. Peeling paint. I know. That was just part of the description. (laughs) (laughs) And it kind of made me think of Mrs. Doubtfire when her face was peeling off. Oh, gosh. (laughs) I saw that uh, the Anne Fine lady, did you see her first choice of who she wanted? Mm -hmm. Warren Beatty. Yeah. (laughs) He was hot, though, I think. The one in uh, Bonnie and Clyde, right? I know who he is. Yeah. You don't think he was hot? No. I mean, no. (laughs) I read that um, Tim Allen was considered for the role of Stu and for Daniel, and he turned both of them down. He might have been funny as Daniel. Yeah, yeah, I think so, because he was oh. so good in, like, the Santa Claus and stuff like that. I love that movie. I would movie. not have enjoyed it as much. The way oh, no. Robin Williams can change his voice and do so much, like... Very it, good. It would have been totally different. He only would have done the Mrs. Doubtfire impression. He wouldn't have done any How of the other ones. How good do you think it really would have been? Hello. Not as good. Not as good. No. It would be more... 
How would he have done like all that voiceover shit? Because even oh, when no. he does voiceovers, it still sounds like him. Oh yeah, because who is he? Woody Buzz? or did he? Which one did he? I do? think he's Woody Buzz or Buzz. Which one? Tom Hanks is Woody. I think. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're sure. right. It, it's different than you would think. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, he just sounds like himself. Mm-hmm. So Chris Columbus, I just realized that's like Christopher Columbus. Yeah. <laughs> that must be why he shortened his name. <laughs> just realized that. <laughs> yeah, I'm, dear. I'm, hey, I'm fucking slow. Did you just he was realize like, that? My goddamn parents couldn't have come up with one other fucking name. That's, that's back when he was popular. He was like, Todd. oh, that's gonna be my stage name. Yeah, I think his name was more popular back then. <laughs> Is you know, um, I don't even I'm know what curious. he looks like I don't in a lineup. <laughs> uh, so him and Robin Williams had a couple other movies together, Bicentennial Man and li- Nine Months. I'm just, I don't know if I saw I like Bicentennial Man. Is that the one with Hugh Grant? Somebody's like yeah. pregnant, yeah. I guess. Yes. I don't know anything about it. Yeah. That's a romantic Cute little comedy. rom-com. You would like it. She would. <laughs> 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 I'm just down for comedy. Like, give me ignorant dumb stuff oh yeah her it's got to be a rom-com they're too there's not, there's only i don't few. like ignorant dumb st- however She's not down for dumb there <laughs> but listen judd apatow and like knocked up and 40 year old virgin that is hilarious they are they i are love good them. but that too is rom-com stuff Pretty there's much, one kinda. rom-com that i like that somebody is falls in love it's a rom-com so weird that i like it the one with meg ryan and uh wolverine and he's like came from back in time. What I know what you're talking about. Oh, where he- it's so stupid. Kate and Leopold. Yeah, I liked that for some reason. It's stupid. Did you like it, Crystal? It's I the only rom com I can relate I to. Didn't watch it. <laughs> All right, then we're done here. <laughs> All right, so 1993. Y'all want to set the stage for 1993? Yes. I can't really. Oh, let me see. I have mm. never seen him in my life. He doesn't look like Christopher Columbus to me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even see a boat in that picture. <laughs> Let's see. 93. I was 14. 14? 13. 13. So. I was 9. Mm. 13 going on 30. Yeah, for sure. Three, if I, I like had that known one. three years later, I'd have a kid of my own. It's not one of my favorites, <laughs> but I do like it. You would. I've never seen that. It's probably good. It is. It's funny. <laughs> so, is it a rom-com? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Write them all down for us. If I ever get sick, I'll watch a couple. Um, so that was when they had the Waco Branch Davidian thing. Oh, snap. Y'all saw that documentary? Yeah. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I think I have. Uh, average income was 31000 A movie ticket was $4.14. You could get a Jurassic Park Command Compound playset. For sixty nine dollars and eighty cents, I was one That's of the most expensive. I know. I did read that this movie fell second to Jurassic Park. Yeah, so I guess it would be the same time. It would be, and then there was also Western Barbie was fifteen dollars and fifty cents with her Western Star House for twenty five fifty nine. How much would they be worth today? You think Barbies? <laughs> oh, Those old much. school Barbies. Get on eBay because somebody's buying them. I had a great grandmother them. that collected barbies like the super fancy one she even crocheted clothes for our barbies oh, and yeah. everything like remember she they would, had those barbie cakes yeah she would make like the most elegant dresses for them and everything she well, just have them on display in well dust bunnies room. she yeah. probably dusted a lot probably it sounds very cozy it does 
This Barbie had rolling stampers attached to her cowboy boots. Ooh, with I think a, I remember that. With an ink pad and glitter to create your own designs. Mm, I was beyond my Barbie days by then, but I would totally ink up my arm. I, <laughs> <laughs> I would have wanted this Barbie. The horse had stamping hooves and left a trail of horseshoes and stars wherever she went. Parents were pissed. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just stamping All over the walls. The, everything. <laughs> They also, you know, those little tight cozy coops. Cozy coops. It's like, you know what it is. The little orange and yellow car. You fucking see them mm, every. Yes. You know yes. what I'm talking about, right, Crystal? I have one in my backyard. You said cozy coop. I'm thinking like a snuggle. Like it's a that snuggie. little bit plastic oh, yeah, dome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah, like, yeah, there, yeah. you know. Yeah. Okay. So they had one. This one was $93. Holy and it hell. looked like a minivan with wood on the side. <laughs> and it had a cordless phone. Like wood pan. <laughs> This one. Wood these, are, these aren't even $93 now. No. It had a sunroof, a luggage rack, and a working horn. Well, when you're only bringing in $31,000 a year. Yeah, cool ones. 100 the bucks ones, is a lot. The yeah. ones now are probably like 20 bucks because they're, you know, made of shitty plastic. Hey, they last forever. I they found, do. found mine on the side of the road, so. Shit, you just like, what do they do now? Heat up that plastic? Bring the color back out? Oh, really? That's like a hat? Yeah, they use like a blowtorch thing and you just like oh. bring the color. You can do that on your bumpers and everything that turn like kind of gray. I you just warm it up with these little blowtorches. We're going to be melting stuff Dude. later. No, don't let it sit. <laughs> <laughs> I played with fire when I was a child. We know. Speaking we of know. crystal playing with things, <laughs> I found the toy for crystal that was popular then. The Nerf Aerostorm Gatling Gun. Oh, you were yeah, annihilating. Probably should have had that, but we were poor. <laughs> so I'm shocked that you didn't have My it. My second collected Nerf guns. Like, he had an You probably arsenal. had it. You probably so. had this one. So I'll stop talking about toys, but I stayed on that website for like 30 minutes. <laughs> I'm just going to say. It's nostalgic. I'm glad that's your part of the research. <laughs> you wouldn't like it? No, I like the facts. That's when the first bagless Dyson was sold. And Canada had their first female prime minister, whatever they do. What was her name? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I just saw that. I dropped, I I dropped the ball. I'm going to say it. Lady power. <laughs> Not enough for me, I guess. Not worth mentioning. <laughs> Some popular movies, the two we already talked about, mm-hmm. The Fugitive, The Firm, Sleepless in Seattle, Indecent Proposal, The Pelican Brief, schindler's list God damn who's the dude that wrote all those wasn't it like one dude that wrote like three of those yeah oh it yeah you're been right his year yeah it was i do remember all that though because my dad my dad wasn't all that was so. he jurassic park no 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 that's those. michael Crichton. Yeah. Crichton. Hmm. yeah oh yeah your dad still does do the books who does oh, popular more now speaking of popular books the most popular ones in 93 was the giver along came a spider and be the friggin suicide <laughs> unless i, I have read, a typo and i the read client. the giver like last year was it good i have it it's supposed to be amazing it was, uh, and they have the movie it's interesting read it tell us about it i don't when know you if find i can read time. anything to press yeah <laughs> i, I can't get- say shit it took me like four mm. years to read a book after i had lily oh, so yeah. one book i have not. <laughs> i've started them i wish that i could finish one uh, Mrs. Doubtfire won some awards. Y'all want to save these? Y'all want to hear about the awards now? Good. Let's hear it. Let's go. Um, it won the MTV Movie Award for the Best Comedic for Performance. 
It was up against uh, Jim Carrey and Ace Ventura Pet Detective, Johnny Depp and Benny and June, Polly Shore and Son-in-Law, and Whoopi Goldberg in Sister Act 2. Mm. And he was up for Best Male Performance, but he didn't win. He um, Tom, Cru- Tom Hanks won in Philadelphia. Of course. And he was against Tom Cruise in The Fugitive. Harrison. Hey, that was a good movie. Okay. It was good. <laughs> Depressing. But it's good. It right. was. Harrison Ford in The Fugitive. Val Kilmer in Tombstone. Oh, I love Tombstone. I, I love some Val Kilmer. I'll have to see it. I, I do love Val Kilmer. I'm sorry. You said what? <gasps> Nothing. Mm, she I said that out fifth. loud. Oh, I played the fifth. Oh, It's such a good movie. <laughs> it's like a Western, right? Yeah. Kit, can we can we like just put the sound of crickets right there? <laughs> I should have seen it. You're out of your own podcast. Kit. I'm out. <laughs> Wait till you hear my makeup tip from Cosmo in 1993. Ooh, your lip liner should be three to four shades darker than your lip color. I don't know if that's still going. I do remember that everybody. We were using eyeliner to. Oh, it'd be like 10 shades darker to line our lips. (laughs) Black and lip gloss. Um, Let's see. Ready to go right into the movie? Uh, I did did read most recently they tried to do a Broadway show for it in um, 2020. Um, It's called Mrs. Doubtfire the Musical. It ran for only three weeks, opening on April 5th, 2020, just before the COVID... pandemic hit uh rob mcclure actually earned a tony nomination for his role as daniel hillard so i wonder if it only ran for three weeks because of covid because of covid yeah oh like it maybe they'll bring it back was like "Mm." so maybe i feel like it could be really i wonder i'd have to see the guy's performance i feel like that'd be so hard to match robin williams yeah but i mean if he was nominated for tony it's got to be yeah somewhat good yeah that's right right into the movie yep everybody so the movie opens with robin williams belting out the figaro song who wants to sing it figaro oh that was good (laughs) (laughs) i thought i was gonna have to so the figaro song is from the barber of seville opera look just when he's singing that like oh that's a hard song yeah it's a really like I can't remember what kind of singer, baritone or whatever, but it's like a very impressive song yeah, to be I, able to sing. I mean, just sing. the beat alone was yeah. like, I'd have all, been the eighth all over myself. Yeah. And the easy mo's. It's supposed to be really challenging. <laughs> um, the first performance of that play was in 1816. So that's an wow. old song. And it was based on a play from 1775. So it's it's out there. It's old. We see a cartoon with a little bird in a cage. Robin Williams is singing for a voiceover of a cartoon. And this cartoon was by Chuck Jones. Y'all have seen his stuff before, like Looney Tunes, oh, Merry yeah. Melodies. Love. You totally got the feel for all of it when you're yeah. watching it. I was yeah. like, I don't even know if I've seen this cartoon, <laughs> if it's a real cartoon, but I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, because it was just like them. Yeah. And it says it's a full five-minute cartoon of Pudgy the Parakeet and Grunge the Cat, and it was released on the DVD as a feature. Hmm. So... Back in DVD days. Yeah. I was like thinking about how much of an amazing voice actor he was. Like in Aladdin. Remember? Yes. And um, it said that Steven Spielberg said that when he was working on Schindler's List, it was so hard on him. 
that Robin Williams knew what he was going through and he'd call him once a week, always at the same time, and do 15 minutes of stand-up on the phone until he was laughing hysterically and then he would just hang up on him and drop the mic. Schindler's List was pretty depressing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, and they do say, like, people who live that life know and they don't want anyone yeah. else to feel that way. Oh, that's true. So he knew how it yeah, was to be depressed. Oh, how it feels. And, and it's I mean, hard. people like that usually do tend to cheer up those around them. That's why they don't ever see it coming. You hear a bunch of mumbo jumbo crystals playing with her clipboard. <laughs> it's, sticking up, it's sticking up on this one spot. I was trying to fix it. You just couldn't handle it. Did you get Sorry. it? Sorry. Yes, I got it. <laughs> well, wait. I'm, wait. Do- I'm done now. <laughs> In the cartoon, the bird is giving given a cigarette before he's prepared as a snack for the cat that catches him. The bird lays down and puffs on the cigarette like he's really enjoying it. You know, it was 1993. You could enjoy him then. Yeah. But, Everywhere. <laughs> but Robin Williams' voice chokes and coughs instead of matching what the bird is doing. The recording guy is pissed off at Williams and says, Williams says, kids watch this. It's like giving them cigarettes and telling them to light up. They argue and Williams says, all right, let's ask the technicians. And we see, <laughs> we see these three guys sitting in a smoke filled room puffing on cigarettes. Clearly Every single, everyone's smoking. Everyone, even the recording guy. Nobody gives a fuck. Indoors in a closed room. Yeah. Just sitting in it. Can you imagine what you smell like when you get off work? They don't know. Mm. They never, <laughs> they can't smell it. <laughs> so the guy says, if you want a paycheck, stick to the script. And Williams imitates Gandhi and says, well, I've got to do what I've got to do. And the guy says, don't come back. Williams says in the words of Porky the pig. <laughs> Go ahead. I can't really do it. off, Blue. That was good, Crystal. You get to do all the impressions. No, no. I don't think Porky really said that. No, <laughs> not in any of the cartoons I saw. Now we hear some twinkly little happy heart music, Crystal. Oh, I thought you were going to do it for us. I don't know what that was. I call it <laughs> Disney music. I don't really know what it is. That sounds it good. plays throughout the entire movie. Some happy Disney music. Robin Williams is picking up his three kids from school, and immediately, the oldest daughter knows he got fired. Mm-hmm. He corrects her and says that he quit. So, some Robin Williams info. Where do we even start? He was so funny on Mork and Mindy. His last movie on IMDb listed was the voice of Dennis the Dog on Absolutely Anything, I believe was the movie. I've never heard of it. I don't know. Neither I. And before that, the last movie that we've heard of was Muse- uh, Night at the Museum 2, where he played Teddy Roosevelt. I, I like those. Them. Those were good. They were cute. The last movie, I went all the way down the, the list, and the most <laughs> recent movie that I've seen that he did was World's Greatest Dad. Did y'all see that? No. No. I think the most um, recent one of, I'm not going to say his most recent, other than Mrs. Doubtfire, I did watch um, Jumanji. Oh, I loved Jumanji. Um, a couple weeks ago. I loved him in one hour photo. That one was dark. I don't yeah, really remember that's it. That's why. Fucking disturbing. How long ago did you see that? Uh, a while. A while. Yeah. I was trying to, I've, I saw it like when it came out. I was trying to remember, like he got obsessed with the family. Was that it? I think so. Mm-hmm. It was really weird. Yeah. It was, he has some It's dark- one of those I wanted to watch it because you don't see him in those yeah. roles often. 
world's greatest dad was like he had a son that spoiler alert if you're gonna watch the movie don't listen to this part fast forward but uh he had like a son that throughout the movie is like kind of an asshole Mm -hmm. like everything you see about him and he catches him having alone time you know doing the asphyxiation Mm -hmm. however you say that yeah and he catches him one time and then the next time he catches him he died so he doesn't want to tell people about it so he like forges a suicide note and then gets a lot of attention for it. And the movie kind of goes through that. He even has like a nude scene in it. Wow. Like he He's jumped. so hairy. You wouldn't even know he was naked. <laughs> he is very hairy. <laughs> yeah. That was, uh, there was another movie he had a nude scene in that I listed. I can't remember which one it was. But there was another one that What Dreams May Come that was about suicide too. That is one I wanted to watch, but I never That's I good to see it. It, it has a lot so. of uh, scenery stuff in it. It's a yeah. uh, imagery. Our imagery, yeah. silly me, not good with the words. Scenery. Did y'all see the big white that he was in? What is that? No. It has Woody Harrell. I loved it. It has Holly Hunter in it. She mm. plays like a mental case. And uh, Giovanni Ribisi. Oh, it's good. No, I don't know. The I one have the DVD somewhere. Doctor. What was that one? Patch Adams. Yes, that one was hilarious. That was very good. That Love was a that good movie. It was also sad in moments. There's so many. That's why I didn't watch it. Too sad. <laughs> It said that he was in uh, Tawong Fu. He played John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt. <laughs> I've seen that movie a thousand times and I do not remember that. I love that I movie. have to go watch it again now. I don't remember it. <laughs> so there was The Birdcage, Hook, Dead Poet Society. We talked love. about Baron von Munchausen last week. He was in that. Hmm. And then he was on the Fairy Tale Theater. He played the Frog Prince. This is like... You probably saw it when you were a little kid. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I'm like fairy tale long theater. ago. He was in Popeye. You know they still have the Popeye oh, village. Yeah, I remember yeah. That. like you can go to that village. That's cool. On your vacation in Malta. Malta, what? Wherever that is, <laughs> <It's a> country. <laughs> it's a country. Yeah. Where is it, okay. Crystal? I don't know where it is. I know it's a country. <laughs> so, just to get one a little bit more off tangent, you've seen Hook like a thousand times, right? Yes. Crystal, nope. Maybe once. Once. But, oh, <laughs> not <God>. a thousand. <laughs> Y'all are going to scold me? Come on. So that has some cameos in it that I just have to name the last one because it was so out there. It's all worth it. So bear with me. So Gwyneth Paltrow was young Wendy. Carrie Fisher and George Lucas were the couple that float up on the bridge when they get very dusted. Uh, David Crosby was in it. Jimmy Buffett and the boxer Tony Burton. Now, you haven't seen the movie enough. But do you remember the boo box where they're like, not the boo box? (gasps) This is going to be lost on you that you don't remember that character. Maybe when you start, I'll remember. You won't. Okay. Because it was Glenn Close dressed up as a man. Mm. I thought I was going to amaze y'all. But (laughs) someone at home or in their car. It's been a while. Is getting their mind blown that Glenn Close was this character that they remember seeing. Mm. Well, fuck. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to Google it. All right, I lost it on that one. <laughs> I gotta redeem myself. Back to the movie. He tells Matthew Lawrence, "What was his name in the movie? The little boy, uh, Chris. Chris. He tells him happy birthday, and Chris says, "Did you get some strippers?" <laughs> the older sister says, "Mom said no parties because of your report card." Lily at this part was like, "Who?" 
doesn't allow their kid to not have a party for great. This fucking mom. But this I was piece like, of shit mom. I was like, his kids are probably, I mean, maybe his grades are really, really, really bad. Like, but she no doesn't birthday? really make bad grades. But yeah, you just take away their whole party. She just said no party. No party. You still, yeah. he's, she still brought home like a um, cake and presents. Yeah, I guess She so. didn't bring home a fucking petting zoo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That petting zoo. He seems a little old to have a petting That's zoo. That's what I said, too. I was like, what 12-year-old wants the petting zoo? Crystal was like, what would you do if you came home and there was a petting zoo? And I was like, I would want to pet all the animals. If they <laughs> if they ate my plants, yeah, I would be a little Slightly upset. upset. Yeah. I was just wondering what petting zoo allows all these animals such That's free range. Is this like a disposable petting zoo? Right? Like you rent it and they just pick up whatever's not dead? It's like right next to the road. On a hill. <laughs> Looks like your tower might fall. Yeah, okay. <laughs> we'll see. I can't sit still today. Oh, it's okay. Um, so Williams points out, mom's not going to be home for another four hours. He did a Jack Nicholson impression that I cannot do. No. Nobody, Chris. You're not in it? I don't remember what it was. Mom's not going to be home for another four hours. Nope. Nope. All right. I got it. <laughs> so Matthew Lawrence, that's Chris in the movie. If you wanted to say, whoa, that wasn't him. <laughs> Not him. He was in Creature of Darkness with Devin Sawa. It got two and a half stars. She Wonderful. Probably, she probably Glad we don't it. have to say his name a lot today. De- <laughs> Devin Sawa. Sawa. Oh, I didn't say it right, did I? I don't remember. I said Sawa. <laughs> I forgot about that. He was in Psycho Granny, the psycho she met online, and in, he was Billy in The Hot Chick. It's a good movie, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on. I loved it. He was on <laughs> Boy Meets World, Brotherly Love with all three Lawrence brothers, Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. I did like that one. Dynasty. He was on an episode with, there was Mrs. Selner was on one too. Dynasty is one of those even, shows I don't ever think about until I hear it, like Love Boat or whatever it was. I don't even know what Dynasty was. Remember it, they brought it up on so another movie? Opera, huh? It was like a soap yes. opera, but it was like a Western type, you know, um, I don't really know where it took place, but it reminded me of like South Georgia or something, you know, mm. where it's just That's like you not- have your Southern Bells and you have your like, I don't know. Yeah. There was another Southern they one, but I'm thinking of. Mm, yeah. I didn't see any of them. I guess it might be. Well, no, I don't even watch that show, so I can't even say it would be like that. Designing Women? No. <laughs> <laughs> I used to watch that show at my grandmother's. Uh, that's what I was thinking of. So mom said no party because of bad grades. There's a petting zoo at the house. We discussed that petting zoo that... They just drop all the animals off. We never saw the petting zoo guy. The never. animals are everywhere. And I'm like, how's he paying for this without the mom knowing that he, she's not going to be home for four hours and he's going to cover all this up? Well, yeah. I mean, they didn't have um, checking like we do now. Maybe the he paid by check <laughs> and it's not going to come oh, until later. Oh, yeah. Those were the days. I, I mean, it wasn't like that. instant. You had to wait a little bit for your shit yeah. to go through. Or you paid cash. Yeah. Mm, different world. The goats are eating the plants. Um, that neighbor see. lady was fighting with all the animals. In oh, her yeah, yard she's like the pushing broom. the bunny. <laughs> There's ducks. There is no way you would get those ducks back. Ever. The location of this house was 26 Forder. <laughs> the location of this house was 2640 Steiner Street, 
It's a $5 million house on God Zillow. Damn. It looks expensive as hell. Yeah. It's she, beautiful. It was. And I'm like, and she kicks him. I don't know. I'm going to go off on a tangent throughout this the whole This was in movie. San Francisco, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of this house. You would and, know. Callie. <laughs> no, I knew it was San Francisco because I, I read the part where um, they think that part of the reason they shot it there was because Robin had been will living there for several years at the mm-hmm. time and they think he had a lot of pull with where it was located oh that's very interesting to know yeah it was beautiful mm-hmm. and it said that they used the real address of the movie uh of the house in the movie and a lot of people left memorial items there whenever robin williams passed away oh um this neighbor that we talked about pushing the bunny is jill's mom from home improvement gloria the neighbor polly holiday she just has an, a neighborly life? I guess. <laughs> she was uh, in Gremlins. Stick it. I don't remember her then either. The new parent trap. She just looked like, um, I feel like I've seen her in stuff, but yeah. like I don't, she's not memorable. I mean, home she is, but she's not. But yeah. It's home improvement. Maybe. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. That's where I knew her from immediately. So she was supposed to have a bigger part in the movie, but they cut it out a lot. She pissed me off. As soon as I saw her go inside, I was like, oh, yeah. Ooh, you going tattled? She went and tattled. <laughs> Miranda, the mom, is in a meeting at work. And the boss, or her secretary, I don't know which one he was, he interrupts her whole meeting to tell her about how Stu, I don't remember his last name. Mocker or something like that. Stu Mocker is the killer from Scream. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I have it in my notes. Give me a minute. Shoe Mocker. Stu Dunn. Stu Dunn. Dunn, my. Oh, Stu Dunn. That's it? Yeah. It was Stuart Dunn. Dunn. That is in the notes. Stu Dunn Stewart, played by Pierce Brosnan. I would believe her notes before I would believe mine. <laughs> and I'm like, what a shitty secretary. Don't really believe my notes, though, because throughout this <laughs> it's movie, Dunmire. it's Daniel, it's Danielle, oh, it's, it's, it's whatever. Your hand forgets how to spell <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Oh, I do have it. Stuart Dunmire. Okay. I have it right here. There you go. <laughs> Could have been a typo. He's putting millions of dollars into restoring an old mansion for a $500 a night bed and breakfast. And he specifically. Oh, yeah. He specifically asked for her. Mm -hmm. I guess she's like a very upscale interior decorator. That's what it looks like. Yeah. And now the neighbor is calling for an emergency. She's got to be an upscale something if her husband can't stay employed. Yeah. (laughs) Mom pulls up with a big cake with uh, with a big cake box, and there's a cop trying to respond to the animals everywhere and a noise complaint. We hear jump around playing so loud you can hear it outside. Mom goes inside and there's a horse walking around. Promptly, it comes over to start eating the birthday cake. There's kids everywhere. One is hanging on a chandelier. Literally, I was like. <laughs> Who lets all these toddlers, because they're young, like younger yeah. than this boy yeah, is. I wrote that down. I think it was like neighborhood kids or some shit, but it's like, who lets their kid just go unsupervised the 90s? And like 30 <laughs> parents, bye, go to the birthday party, I'll no see you shit. later. Not one single other grown up in sight. Make sure you hold on if you ride the horse. Right. <laughs> Don't get eaten. Justin saw that part and he's like, wow, that's a really good chandelier. Right. <laughs> that, that kid is hanging on. I was like, they went a little overboard at this point. There was just kids gone wild. Oh, yeah. So mom is standing there, literally open mouthed, looking around and she sees dad on the table dancing with some kids. The mom is played by Sally Field, Miranda Hillard. 
she was mad mad (laughs) oh she was mad she's mad in like the whole movie unless Uh Stu is in the room yeah (laughs) she was the in the new spider-mans she was aunt may she was in where the heart is homeward bound one and two forrest gump steel magnolias what are you watching on there football of course crossfit game (laughs) not yet (laughs) she was on sybil and she was also on the flying nun so i've heard of that but i've Mm -hmm. never seen it yeah she was she was uh that was her younger days younger ish and she was gidget Mm -hmm. i watched a little bit of the flying nun it was bizarre weird (laughs) it was the tv shows that they came up with that was out there it said that she dated burt reynolds for four years and refused his marriage proposals and eventually they broke up and still in 2018 he called her the love of his life well they were on smoking the bandit together were they not they were Mm. you saw that right yeah i was another very hairy man (laughs) (laughs) back then you were allowed to be hairy oh yeah nobody said all that chest hair fly in your eye he doesn't look too upset that she's home early and he says, we're going to clean it all up. It's fine. And this was the first movie that I had ever seen Sally Field in. So it's really hard for me to separate her from the mean mom. She kind of plays a, a mom in a lot of things. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That cry eye for an eye. I don't know. I can't remember everything she's done, but it, she just she's very momly. Yeah. The parents are arguing and the kids are watching from the stairs. She's saying that she can't do anything without him doing it 10 times bigger. And I'm sure that is really hard as a parent. That's the only time I really have compassion for her. Yeah. In the whole movie. (laughs) He says that she's spending too much time at work. And she says she's spending too much time with him. It's over. I'm like, fucking wow. Well, here I am. Like, initially, I was like, how did... He not know that the kid wasn't allowed a birthday party. Oh, he knew. Like. Because the kid told him. The well, daughter. yeah. But I'm saying, like, he's the dad in the house. Obviously, they have communication issues. Because she, uh, you know what I mean? Like, Oh, she didn't tell him. Yeah. Yeah, because the kids had to tell him. Yeah. So she didn't even, on her part, though, she didn't mm-hmm. even discuss it with him. No. That's um, what I'm saying. Like, it was just kind of. That's a very unspoken. That's that solves some of it for me. Yeah, makes me feel a little more. I was just <laughs> mad at her the whole movie. I, I even have in my notes. I said I need more backstory on this divorce. I just don't think it's justified. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to allow it. And then Justin pointed out whenever they were arguing that they almost have the same haircut. Oh Dan- my, <laughs> Daniel and Miranda. I have a picture of my mom and her twin brother, and they had the same hair at the time. Oh my gosh, it was like a ninety. 90- it was, was that 80s? in the 90s? 80s. Yeah. yeah. It was big curly hair. Big, big curl down to here. I do Just like that look. Hairspray. <laughs> I think you had to work pretty hard for it, though. Oh, yeah. My mom still has that cut. Just not the <laughs> curls that go with it. You can tell at that part that he's truly heartbroken. Like, oh, yeah. She hit him sideways with that. But when I came home to my ex and I'd had enough, like, that's kind of how I laid it out. Like, I was just like, hey, we need to talk. You were done, done. <laughs> I was done, done. There was no fixing it at that point. Because, like, he looks at her and he's like, we'll fix it. We'll go to therapy. Mm-hmm. And she says it's she too late. She was beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. That makes me feel a little more because I'm like, but that's so wonderful. That's the communication part, you know, yeah. where had they gone to therapy or had he known she was that close or, you know. 
I want Mrs. Doubtfire, too, to go back and fix everything (laughs) to make me feel better for him. Or at least to see that he got full custody of the kids and she can just go to work like she wants. Yeah. He says if they go, they can go away together. And when she gets away from work, she's a different person. I'm like, ain't that the truth for everyone? Yes. (laughs) She says they've grown apart and they have nothing in common. And he says, but we do. We love each other. And you can see from her face, she doesn't love him anymore. Yeah. You know, she's got that big meeting with James Bond she's got to get unmarried for. She She says she wants a divorce, and his face makes me so sad. Oh, so sad. Now we see Daniel on a rooftop drinking coffee at his brother's house. I love the brother. Frank. (laughs) Frank. Another hairy man. (laughs) Yes. That brother. Aunt Jack. Aunt Jack. Harvey Fierstein is the brother. He was um, Lily's smoking voice on How I Met Your Mother. He was in Death to Smoochie with Robin Williams, Independence Day, and his trademark voice is the result of overdeveloped ventricular folds in his throat, which produce a hoarse-sounding double voice. Mm. I figured it was like a heavy, heavy smoker voice. Wow. I read that... um when he heard that William's character would have a gay brother, he asked him if he could have the part. Williams had already been doing impressions of Fierstein's distinct voice for years, and he was very impressed. Oh, and that's, that's so how funny! I got that part. I love that. Yeah, I saw that. Um, Uncle who was Frank. the? Who was the one in the? Uh, Nathan Lane. You know who that one is? Yeah, uh, yeah. That he wanted the part two, and Williams agreed to do the birdcage with him. Oh, since he didn't get the part, that's a good movie too. That is a good movie. I, I like love that it. one. So, Shrimp on a Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one with um, oh, what's the Mo character's name? He was I am the, the butler worst person with names. The butler that can't walk in shoes and he keeps falling. Yeah. <laughs> I love that so much. So the brother is on the phone talking to Ma about the divorce. Williams thinks it's on hiatus, and they discuss on the phone how he's in denial because the marriage is over. Um, The husbands are decorating Hollywood masks, I guess, and the props look terrifying. His brother says that he can stay as long as he wants, and Daniel still says it's going to blow over. Yeah, he is in denial. Definitely. Now we're in a courtroom, and the judge gives the mom full custody because he doesn't have a place to live or employment. And I'm like... His family is living in his fucking house. Yes. (laughs) How are you going to say he doesn't have anywhere to live and take his kids away with their million dollar house? That house was so big. You could have just chose a side to live on. You could have split it in half like they did on TV shows. Her schedule. She's like never home. Yeah. And then he could have. Oh, there's so much to this. I don't know. I let Max live with me. Like there was no way I was kicking him out. Yeah. And, And take the kids away. Yeah. No. The judge gives him visitation one day a week, and Dad says, that's not enough. There's no way. For me, I'm like, I'd do whatever I had to to be with my kid more than one day a week. Yeah. Dress up like somebody else? I would. The judge gives him three months to get a job and a home for his kids, and then they can do joint custody. And that's what I said in my notes. I'm like, she's going to be busy at work anyway. What does she care? Yeah. I do like that he was like, sir, it's just temporary. Yeah. To comfort (laughs) him. Yeah. But still three months. That's horrible. We see dad packing up the station wagon as the kids watch. The son thinks it's all his fault because of the birthday party. And the little girl says, you can't go away now. We're in the middle of Charlotte's Web. Oh, I know. So sad. (laughs) 
and he says grandma can read it and we see old stink face grandma at the door and she says that she's not as good at it she doesn't do the voices what does he call her the warden or yeah something like that? yeah <laughs> The film was originally supposed to be much darker, showing the toll a divorce can take on the children, but it was ultimately decided that the film was going to be more family-friendly, and a lot of the more dramatic scenes were cut, but I feel like it's still pretty dark. That's when they throw that Disney music in there and make everything better. (laughs) That was their uh, fix for it. And the grandma looks at him like she hates him. He puts on a brave face for the kids, and he leaves. The Million Dollar House. Yeah. (laughs) That he lived in for 14 years. I'm just so salty about it. (laughs) Here we see Mrs. Selner, the social worker, or whatever she is, caseworker. Court liaison. Oh, good job. Court liaison. She says she comes by Monday through Friday, Monday and Friday evenings to inspect, and she gives him the nearest employment office. He shows off his special skills, which is doing voices. An alien, a Russian, a monster, Groucho Marx. She's not impressed. Not amused at all. (laughs) No. That was part of what, um, when I looked up Siskel and Ebert about their review of the movie, Uh they kind of talked about how he's got to do that in every movie. It's a Robin Williams thing Mm -hmm. to do the impressions. And I'm like, I'm not mad about it. I don't think he can help it. Probably not. (laughs) Like, he probably just ran around like that all the time. (laughs) Yeah, he probably did. And they were kind of divided on it. Like, um, Ebert said... That he didn't care for it. And Siskel said that he thought that it was really good. Especially the scenes whenever they went through the restaurant. And he had to go back and forth. That was his favorite. Isn't (laughs) that weird that that was his favorite part? The most stressful part. (laughs) Yeah. So I never, back to his impressions, I never got the hot dog. How he says he can be a hot dog. And then he does that. (laughs) Yeah, Crystal's doing it. I never got it. And I love it whenever she says... Do you find yourself funny? (laughs) Just so blunt. And he says, there was a time when I did. But today, you've proven me wrong. Thank you. (laughs) He just says it so casually. (laughs) I loved it. That Mrs. Selner is Anne Haney. She was um, in 1998 Psycho. She was Mrs. Chambers. She was in Liar Liar. I think that's what I knew her from. She was, yes. Uh, she was also on an episode of a TV show called Bosom Buddies. Didn't watch that. Back mm-hmm. to Tom Hanks was in it, and they played. He dressed like a woman. Yeah, yeah. him and this other guy. I so do they remember. Could, oh my gosh, how yeah. weird! He's so good. I wish he'd do more comedy again. I was watching The Money Pit the other day. It's so good. <laughs> he tells the judge, "I need to be with my kids. Just tell me what to do." And he arrives at a television studio, and here we meet Tony. Tony, who seems like he was born pissed off at everything. There's lots of film reels. He boxes the cans and ships them. Repeat. Box. Yeah, he totally thought he was getting an acting gig. Yeah. Like, they just had an opening at a TV station. He's like, I'm the actor. <laughs> yeah, and he is boxing cans. Mm-hmm. I mean, bo- yeah, boxing cans. That's what they called them. And he says, what do you do after you box them? And Tony says, you ship them, you smart ass. <laughs> so it's like he's not off to do a good start, but yeah, yeah. Tony was going to hate him anyway. I mean, how are you going to get on that man's good side in the first 10 minutes? It's going to take years. Never. You, won't. <laughs> you just can't. you got to bring him like cupcake every day for a suck up a lot. Yeah. Miranda is in her office drinking a cappuccino. So fancy. And here comes Stu. 
And Miranda has a cappuccino mustache. Hilarious. And I was like, this is so random. Why <laughs> Why is this in here? And <laughs> it said it that there. it happened on set. Uh-huh. So they had her do it in the movie. Oh, well. So it's pretty funny. Uh, she is so bubbly and excited to see him. It's so gross to me. They discuss the drawings and plans, and he just stares at her. Yeah, you can tell at this point they had some history. Oh, yeah. He's been following her career, and he'd love to get reacquainted and catch up. And she just keeps rambling about decor. And then she tells him that she's getting divorced. And he says he's sorry. That's a lie. Right. (laughs) He's like, bing, bing, bing. Yeah. I see why she's getting divorced. It said that he was supposed to be much more of a villain in the movie. and Yeah, I read that. He's still a villain to me. I had read that, um, like, if he played the villain, they were going to send the kids off to boarding school. Like, it was a whole, like thing they had already worked out but they decided to just make him more of a I just father figure for assume the kids. he was nice to the kids yes. he was i just assume that when people go to boarding school they're like doing bad things yeah like with the other well, kids because they they got to be un- unsupervised at some point yeah i would think yeah you're just there to raise yourself practically because if i was a teacher grades. at boarding school on duty 24 hours no you don't there really. is there is no way mm-hmm no, I don't just even like my own it. kids that much. <laughs> like, <laughs> You're off duty by like five. Yes. When I go to bed, that's it. Yeah. And so, mine's old enough. I don't even have to wait for her to go to bed to go to bed. She can manage herself now. Yeah. He was in both Mama Mia's, all, a whole bunch of James Bond. Oh, of course. And Mars Attacks. I love Mars Attacks. There's some natural disaster movie. Dante's Peak. He was in oh, that we should watch that. I liked it. Is that where there's like a volcano? Yeah. Dad's got an apartment, and there's boxes everywhere. You're adding it to the list? Yeah. Okay. Add it. They're at the table eating Chinese food. I would love that. All those Same. little boxes. Same. You know what makes it so good? The MSG. Yes. Yeah. My I grandma s- can't even eat MSG. I didn't even know that was a thing. I just assume it's in everything. It is. It's yeah. A, so everything that's good, it's in Doritos. Yeah. Chick-fil-A. That's how they keep you coming back. It's like the crack. Ramen. Yeah. If you come over here and eat Anything food. Anything with a lot of sodium? Well, actually, MSG has less sodium. So if you use more MSG, you can use less salt. Dante's oh. Peak is not available, guys. Oh, no. Sons of bitches. So if you eat over here, I cook with MSG. All right. So if you get sick, you know you're allergic. <laughs> <laughs> My kids love Chinese. Well, I'm not allergic. Good. <laughs> Me too. Thank God. So the son and the little daughter, they are, they are nice about the apartment. They say it's nice. And the teenage daughter says it's detestable. I was going to say, like, they were trying to play nice. <laughs> yeah. And the little girl says, can't you just tell mom you're sorry? And dad says, how is mommy? And they say good. And he says, oh, good. I didn't want her to have amoebic dysentery or piles. <laughs> and the little girl is like, amoebic dysentery? What's piles? hemorrhoids oh i had to google it i was like what is piles i've never you knew i would look it up didn't you uh i don't i don't know (laughs) if you didn't we were we (laughs) needed to know i always needed to know same the little girl is like what's amoebic dysentery and the son says that it's when you get diarrhea forever and then you die immediately i was just thinking organ trail oh yeah (laughs) you died of dysentery immediately Uh (laughs) and the little girl goes you die you want mommy to die <laughs> and now she feels like shit yeah she's so cute 
the daughter says, you're not trying hard enough. We only get to come here once a week. And I'm like, what does she want him to it's do? It's been a week. Like, yeah. you ungrateful little shit. It's, He's doing his best. There's still boxes <laughs> to unpack. Like start all over. Yeah. The little girl says to think good thoughts about mommy and to call her a princess. And she ad-libbed. <laughs> this is her very first movie. She ad-libbed yeah. that line. That's good. To call her a princess. He says he feels like a toad. And it's very cute. And they all laugh. Then... Mom pulls up at the curb and starts honking. And I'm like, wow, she's so awful. Rude. <laughs> so rude. Very and, rude. And she dropped him, She dropped the kids off an hour late. And then she's picking them up an hour early. Yeah. yeah. Horrible. There's no way that that happens. And you know, this man looks forward to every minute. Yeah. Yeah. And she's picking them up because she's she got to go run errands. I'm like, why don't you just go, go do your shit? Run your errands. Leave them there. Yeah. So what if you show, show up an up. hour late? Yeah. Show up an hour late and make up the... T- then she'd have two hours for her errands. It's like, what the fuck you been doing this whole time? <laughs> <laughs> Fixing up for stew. Oh, uh, she was doing work, probably. But whenever she gets into the apartment, she kind of busts in the d- into the door. Just, and I was like... Right? I wonder if that door would stick on set. Because Robin Williams, when he goes in later, he does the same thing. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if it was just a thing that they thought was funny. San Francisco is a very wet area, so maybe their woods are swells and stuff. So smart. How'd you know that? Uh, It just rains there a lot. Hmm. Kelly. (laughs) (laughs) He told them, before she got into the apartment, he said, you're my GD kids too. You don't just leave because she says so. And when she gets in, she clearly doesn't think much of his apartment. He makes a comment about her dances with wolves motif. <laughs> and it says that, so Chris Columbus gave him free reign to do whatever impressions he wanted. And a lot of the time he would do other impressions and stuff that gave them a lot of legal headaches. They had oh, to get yeah. like permission. They did say like every time he ad-libbed, he would go on for about 20 minutes. Like yeah. they had so much to choose from yeah they said they had to go till he got it out of his system (laughs) (laughs) that's what i'm saying i feel like he just runs around like that all day (laughs) could you imagine if he was on a movie where they didn't let him do that how else would he have gotten so good though yeah to just do that on and on imagine him by himself fast like i'm like my brain can't even function that fast like and he's just on and on yeah add before the medicine that's it but they had to get permission for the Dances with Wolves line, and they had to track every single thing that he did to make sure they wouldn't get in trouble. That's crazy. Legal trouble. You think they would have just picked a different line then? I can't. Maybe it was that good. I, I guess know. if they picked a new line, he would go on for 20 more minutes, <laughs> so they would never end. I guess. She says, are my children ready? And he says, our children are not ready. You are an hour late and an hour early. And this is when she says mm-hmm. she's got a lot of errands to run. She's got to place an ad for a housekeeper. She's going to pay this person $300 a week. And I'm like, wow, I'm highly... I wish I had the money to pay someone $300. That would only cover one day of cleaning these days. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Really, it would. Yeah. And I feel so bad for him. Like, I'd be so stressed if the other parent was like, I'm hiring a nanny from the newspaper. Yeah, just a stranger. There's no way. Mm -mm. He says he wants to see the ad. And he says he could do it, and she says that she'll think about it. And this is when the daughter says that they're his GD kids, too. Well, you can tell when moms say, I'll think about it, that's a oh, nice yeah. way of saying no. Never You can happen. see on their faces, they were like, it's never going to fucking happen. Nope. <laughs> 
He changes the number in the ad as she gets the kids ready to leave. And it made me very happy. Same. I was like, <laughs> ooh, you about to start some shit. The phone rings in her car and she answers her little flip cell phone. Uh, it's 1993. It looks like a little Mo- Motorola cell phone. The person on the phone is one of the people applying for the sitter <laughs> jobs. But really, it's just Daniel. He says, are the kids well behaved or they do they need a light slam every now and then? <laughs> When he does all these different calls, it's oh, hilarious. It's so good. I wonder if he, how many times he actually called her. A lot. All day. It said that she had a hard time working with him because He's she had to much. feed off of it so oh, much. Oh, got you. And just go how with it. How hard is it to be a bitch, though? Like, <laughs> you just look fucking mad, right? <laughs> and I, I said, this is what she gets. Yeah. Having these strangers. That's it. That's what you get. <laughs> She gets more phone calls of him acting like crazy people. And I did say, I bet there's tons of characters that he did for this. It said that Chris Columbus was amazed at how far he took his performance. He would play the scene as scripted two or three times, and then he would improvise, like you had said. Mm -hmm. And they set up like three or four cameras, kind of like documentary style, so they could get him from every angle. Awesome. That was smart. I mean, if you got all that talent in front of you, grab it all. Yeah, and they had to get the other people's reactions, too. Yeah. So now she gets a call, and Daniel says, let's go in for the kill. He calls with a very light, friendly lady voice, and immediately she's delighted. It's the least bitchy face that we've seen from her yet. Yes. (laughs) It says that his accent was inspired by Bill Forsyth, the Scottish director that Williams worked with on Being Human, and he also drew inspiration for the voice from Margaret Thatcher and Julia Child. I could see Julia Child. That's oh, like yeah. the vibe I had the whole time. I love her. Yeah. She asks Miss the person on the phone to tell her about herself. And she's so convincing and caring about her last job. She explains for the last 15 years, she cared for the Smites. Not Smith's deer. That's one deer. She says she'd love to do heavy cooking, heavy cooking, and they must eat nutritiously with her. And it's all very nice. And Miranda wants an interview. And she asks her name. And it's like, oh, no, he didn't have a name picked out. So he looks in the newspaper and sees um, something about a fire and comes up with the name Mrs. Doubtfire. Then he says it's showtime. He shows up at the brother's house. And all he says is, I need you to make me a woman. (laughs) The brother is pumped. And he says, I thought you'd never ask. He doesn't even ask through the details. I just love it. Right? Like, just make me a woman. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) We see all their props that they have fake hands that look really scary. They have tape all over his face, like an eye lift. And you know, people do stuff like this now on TikTok. Yeah, like, that's a real thing. Like, you really do, like, draw it back with a string. For the catfish. (laughs) (laughs) They're discussing his five o'clock shadow, and he says they'll just spackle. And now they make him kind of look like Cleopatra with some I was trying to think of, like, who he was trying to portray that first one. I don't know. (laughs) Scary is all it was. They had, like, these long red nails, which I do like long nails. Oh, I can't function. It was scary. Yeah, she was like, um, I don't know. I just kept thinking Jersey Shore. Yeah. I could see that now. Cleopatra. It just kind of reminds yeah, me no, of like the Cleopatra. Eyes, I see the Cleopatra now that you say that with the eyes and, and the hair. And the hair, yeah. yeah. To me, he should have done the voice first. Because yeah. clearly when you hear that voice. Mm-hmm. It was like Zsa Zsa Mrs. Gabor. Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> 
Mrs. Doubtfire. Yeah. But if he did the voice first, we wouldn't get this wonderful montage. Oh, I know. Yeah, he probably should have gave them a little bit more of an idea of what he was thinking. Yeah, just make me a woman. (laughs) A really old one. (laughs) So they decide to move on to prosthetics because this isn't working. Now they make him look like a Jewish grandma. And he makes a joke. That nose was so yes. (laughs) He makes a joke about not buying a certain dish from a moil. He says, I don't know what that means. So he says, I should never buy gribbins. I can't remember how he said it. From a moil. It's so chewy. So gribbins, or however you say it, is chicken goose skin cracklins. And the moils do circumcision. Uh-huh. So he's saying he should never buy that I got you. from a moil. I got you. Because you're so, doing... <laughs> I had to chicken Google, foreskin? <laughs> I had to Google that joke, Crystal. You better it's love it. It's a chicken it. foreskin joke. <laughs> now they break the fourth wall and sing the matchmaker song straight to the camera. It said that Williams improvised this, of course. I loved it. it. It was good. And the Firestein guy starred in Fiddler on the Roof. That's what the song is from. Oh, okay. So he knew that song. Yeah, no, they had it down. Like, they were all, like, theater actors. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was great. And then they turn him into Barbara Streisand. That's who I got from that one, for yeah. sure. And they sing Don't Rain on My Parade. And it said that they had to teach him the lyrics because he didn't know it. The uh, two gay guys. Hmm. I don't believe that. (laughs) That he didn't know it or that they knew it. (laughs) That he didn't know it. I feel like he knows it all. Yeah, that's true. Now I want to go watch Beaches. (gasps) Did we? That's a good one. I don't know if I... No, I'm thinking of Mermaids. Oh, yeah. No, that's a different one. Just water is what I'm thinking No, this was Barbara Streisand and um, who is it? I don't know. You never saw Beaches? No. Me neither. I can't remember. (laughs) I remember she was in it. (laughs) Well, put it on the list because I do want to watch it. Okay. So now they make a whole mold of his face. And I'm like, wow, how fortunate that his brother can do this. Right? Like, at this point, he's like, we got to get it all out. Yeah. And I'm like, wow. So he just said, you know what? I'm going to be a nanny. I can do voices. My brother does makeup. Whatever you got to do. I'll be the nanny. It's not available. Uh Oh. Yeah, I just wonder um, how much thought he really put into it. But... Maybe as soon as he started changing numbers, he (laughs) he started his plan. He just knew. Well, now what if your make... brother would have said no? Oh, yeah. He'd have been fucked. You would have had to really do some makeup. <laughs> so they create an easy peel mask for him because he takes that face off and on like nobody's business. I know. Lily's like, how does it stay on? And I was like, I don't like plaster glue or something. I don't There's know. There's just no latex way. Latex glue. You would have to glue it with like constantly. latex yeah. glue. Yeah. There is no way you could just take it on and off. And it really, it said that the makeup took four hours and the face was like five or ten pieces of mm-hmm. pros- prosthetics. Yeah. And he said that the bodysuit was made out of like spandex and beans and it was like walking in a beanbag chair. And it's so funny to me. How heavy? <laughs> well, if it was beans, that one wasn't beanbag too heavy. Are kind not, of those heavy. not heavy. Okay. That was before they did so many fat suit movies. Mm, okay. For they now started they really making them wear the weight. Yeah, okay. I think so. <laughs> Her became silicone. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny that he would wear a bra over it. I know. Like, you did not need that uh-huh. bra. <laughs> well, maybe. you got to hold those tits up. May- the beanbags. Yeah, they'll just sag if not. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then they're out of control. <laughs> it said that his costume was so good that he would go out in public in it. 
Oh, I did read that. He'd go to the sex shops. Yeah, and he went and bought <laughs> sex toys with yeah, it. Yeah, and like the <laughs> the um, directors and shit were not pleased. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine that just coming? I oh, mean, my God. <laughs> but what's so funny is that that's at a time whenever he did it just to do it for fun. Like oh, there yeah. Went, there were no camera. You would yeah. never do that now no. and not film it. But you got to practice, I guess. Like yeah. I said, practice makes perfect. This man just made it happen. And he just did it for fun with mm-hmm. no camera, no record. I just love it. Yeah. So they finally got it. They got the perfect look. And, of course, they danced to celebrate. The kids are all watching a movie at home. I have no idea what it is. They're mushing a face. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't know what it was either. Well, they said they, um, I know at one point they were like, we always watch Dick Van Dyke. So I don't know if that was like part of that. I don't know. Because when Miss Doubtfire so. comes in and tells them to go do their homework or whatever, they were like, we always watch Dick Van Dyke after yeah. school. It definitely wasn't Dick Van Dyke. No, I don't. It was like yeah. a, looked like an oriental. I don't know. Kind it was of. black and white, though. Was it? I can't even remember it. I just yeah, remember it a nose It was like black and white, and then they had like a plastered face, and this, somebody was just like mushing it all up. We'll have to figure out what it was. Yeah. I should have Googled it. Let us know. <laughs> yes. So now the family is going to meet the nanny. I, and this is talking about the hair. I was like, the hands would give him away. There is no way. He's so hairy. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe That's, he shaved his hair. Hands. He must have. Shaved I never his had. Hands. I don't. Now that I think, I don't even think I remember seeing shots of his hands. Because there's no way you would believe that yeah. this is a grandma with these man hands. <laughs> so he even has on the grandma perfume because they talk about how he smells. He talks. Well, I wondered then if it was the perfume or if it was the smell of the latex and stuff because oh. they were like, um, she smells weird and. Um, I don't know. I got the idea That's that true. it was like maybe not perfume, maybe because somebody didn't he say it's the formaldehyde or something? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they were watching the Twilight Zone. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, hmm. that makes sense. I need to see that episode. I love the Twilight Zone. It's called Hundred Days of the Dragon. Oh, oh. I'm gonna watch it. All right. He Thank ta- you. <laughs> he talks to all the family and charms everyone except maybe the d- older daughter. No, that kid's mean mugging. Oh, yeah, she's mean. Like, mad. all the way up the stairs mean mugging. Oh, yeah, she turns around to mean yeah. mugging. Yeah. I was like, ooh. So his wife in real life was one of the producers of the movie, and she said that talking to him in costume was so strange because he, like, became Mrs. Yeah. Doubtfire. There's no... Could you imagine the set? Like, I would be dying the oh, entire yeah. time. Like, how do you keep... Like, not only do you got to keep the actors in control, but you got to keep all these fuckers back here. I would have died. I would have I would have had to have something to silence yeah. me. Don't give me... Don't make me the mic holder or the camera holder or nothing. Yeah. Because I would have dropped it. Yeah. And died. Me too. <laughs> the son says, geez, you're big for a lady. And Williams was five foot seven, so I guess with those heels, he'd be like about five nine. And chunky ass shoes. <laughs> yeah, the grandma <laughs> shoes. So the oldest daughter says, good point. Why can't dad do this? It's not fair. Mrs. Doubtfire says, you shouldn't argue in front of a stranger. I said, what a charmer she is. Yeah. The mom says, it's not my fault if he'd get a job and a decent apartment. And I'm like, back to exhibit fucking A. <laughs> <laughs> You're in the house that is half his. Yes. <laughs> How dare him? But you can kind of tell he wasn't the best housekeeper. Yeah, that's true. You know, he didn't pick up after himself. He really didn't. That probably would have made me see red after 14 years. 
So the sister is Lisa Jacob. She retired from acting after 2000. Who could blame her for getting out of acting? She was also in Independence Day with the Fierstein guy. Firestein, however you say his name. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire says, I'm sure you usually get the kids to leave before you bash their dad, right? Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Good point. She tries to make a joke and says, if I did that, I'd never see him again. <coughs> and nobody laughs. No. She was like, oh, that's not funny. That's right. It said that uh, he used his childhood nanny to characterize Mrs. Doubtfire, Robin Williams. Whenever British tabloids found this out, they went looking for the former nanny. And they found her. Her She's nicknamed Lolly. And she found they found her in a Michigan nursing home. And the reporters and photographers flocked to the little town to get an interview with her. How terrible. It says she didn't like the attention and downplayed her impressive role. Leave that woman alone. That's right. Um, it said that they found out that she had even been a nanny to other Hollywood celebrities, including Mr. and Mrs. Lyle Wagner, whoever that is. And as a result, the local newspaper ran a story about Lolly with the heading, The Real Mrs. Doubtfire. Aww. So they decide to go have a cup of tea in the kitchen. Mrs. Doubtfire makes the tea. They discuss the resume and how she can do the Heimlich maneuver. Right, Crystal? Yeah. <laughs> Some, is that foreshadowing? Yes. <laughs> I really had me asking you if well, I got the right That's word. foreshadowing. It's interesting that she knows where everything is. And she says, oh, what a perfect little cubby. She had a Pinterest cubby before there was Pinterest. (laughs) They discuss the divorce. And she says Daniel was difficult to live with, but the kids were crazy about him. And she says, I feel like I've known you for years. Yeah, well, as he's making his way around the kitchen, like he's lived there for years. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And now I have Miranda loves the D. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Mrs. D. Oh. <laughs> the doubt fire. And now it's I was like, wait, what? <laughs> huh? She does. She loves her. Yeah. And then I had Andrea taken yes. over. Okay. So after the scene, Mrs. Doubtfire is waiting for the bus when she notices her hosiery has fallen to her ankles. And she just lifts her dress and starts yanking it up her leg. Um, the bus driver is in love. You can tell as soon as she first gets on this bus. Oh, he had a lot to say to her. Oh, yes. He always had the sweetest things to say. It was nice. He never overstepped. He says, um, it's a cold night. I hope you have someone warm to go home to. And at this point, I felt totally fucking sad. Yes. Um, Mrs. Doubtfire smiles. Because he doesn't. Yeah. Mrs. Doubtfire smiles sadly and... Like I said, I instantly oh, feel sad for he Daniel. he doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of the bus driver, but, oh, I'm yeah. about to cry. That's so yeah, sad. right? He's just like, hmm. <laughs> Daniel is walking down the street. Oh, well, he's still Mrs. Doubtfire, um, complaining about the misogynistic bastard who created Hills. That's right. Yes. He gets to his apartment. Um, I believe it's located just over a little bakery, which got to smell good all oh, day. Yes. I oh. didn't think about that. Um, I'd want all the bread. (laughs) He gets to his apartment and his court liaison, Miss Seldner, is there for her appointment. She says um, she's Daniel's sister. The woman insists on going up, very much so. Um, And when they walk in, his house is a wreck. 
Doubtfire starts running around blaming herself that she's not a very good housekeeper. And at this point, he's uh, Daniel or William is having to play both Daniel and Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, I love it how he goes back and forth with the voices. Yeah. At first, I'm just like, how are you going to pull this one off? So he goes to his room. He's changing out of his Doubtfire garb, telling her how he's changing into a new man. I found that funny. Like, as he was ripping stuff off, he would just make little comments. Oh, it all went with everything yeah, he was doing. Yeah, and then he kept having to go back and forth with the voices. Um, He's telling her he's even got a new face as he's ripping his mask off. Miss Selner ends up stepping on a mousetrap while all this is going on in the bedroom. She screams like four or five times in this apartment. Yeah. I mean, it was a bit terrifying. Um, I think just before that, Doubtfire's hosiery got stuck on her skirt or something like that. Like, it really was a mess. I wondered what she was writing the whole time. Like, what shitty-ass <laughs> notes she was writing. She's constantly scribbling. This man cannot clean. Yes. Shame on this man that Jeez. works all these hours. Right. Uh, Daniel comes out looking like he just got out of the shower. He's telling her he's gotten two jobs. One is working for an educational TV company with many responsibilities. And his second is cleaning houses. Obviously not his own. Daniel starts picking up around the house, makes a comment about his sister's a big girl as he picks up one of Doubtfire's <laughs> garments. <laughs> Uh, and now, of course, Miss Downer is intrigued about how his sister's English. He makes up a story about his dad hooking up with someone during the war. And at this point, I'm so amazed at how quick this man's lies just flow off of his tongue. And they're not terrible. No. Besides having a British sister. Yeah. <laughs> he tells Miss Downer that his sister is not a good housekeeper, but she makes a great English tea. So, Miss Stelner says she would love a cup of English tea. So Do now, you like English tea? I don't know. It's I so, like tea. It's like Earl Grey tea. Uh -huh. I mean, well, you might not like it because of the milk, but you put a little bit of milk mm, in it. Yeah, lost me. Oh, it's good. It tastes like coffee? No. It's, it's I don't know, better than like coffee? Better than coffee. It's, I want it's some good. Tea. Green tea with milk in it is good. All the teas are good with milk. All right. I'm going to trust you and just go with it. It's amazing. <laughs> okay. Friends um, off topic. Yeah. <laughs> so at this point, Daniel's brain is swirling, I'm sure, on how he's about to pull his shit off. Daniel runs down the hall, hollering for his sis, and makes a mad dash for his room. He starts changing into his doubtfire suit. And these kids from another building can see right into his window. Oh, that's so funny. Oh, I know. Um, they're pointing and laughing as he's pulling this lady suit on. He's zipping up his suit and turns around towards these kids and instantly grabs his boobs. <laughs> <laughs> the kids are utterly shocked. One tells him he's sick. And the other starts hollering for their mom. What would the mom think if you I run and see this? At this point, <laughs> for one, I, um, okay, uh, it's 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 at this point I realized that his actual window itself was open, not just the blinds. And then I made a comment about not here, not ever. Could to we have just your window open? Have all of our windows open all the time? Mm -mm. Maybe if you were up high. 
Maybe. Oh, I'm thinking of They didn't crime. even have screens. I'm thinking like, of crime. We have screens to keep the bugs out. Yeah. But like, oh, yeah. I didn't yeah. even have a screen, which I guess if you're up in the, I don't know. I've never lived in a really tall building, so. With no trees and stuff around. Yeah. You'd be Maybe letting all the no bugs, bugs in. Maybe there are no bugs. Spiders. Flies. I don't know. Yeah, okay. flies. Wouldn't I was you let in the flies? Maggie. I don't know. They get in here without even having the windows open. Well, you have dogs. So do we. Yeah. That's a thing. Um, as long as it's not, uh, what are those ones that bite? The horse flies. I saw a big one yesterday. It was like an inch long. Oh, man. One time I was feeding Lily, I mean, Maya and a horse fly bit her leg while she was eating. I and didn't even know. By one? Yeah. She oh, just started screaming bloody. And I was just like, what the fuck? And then I see this horse fly flying around and I figured it out. But yeah. <laughs> Daniel panics, instantly tries to shut his blinds, but the bust of his face holding his doubtfire mask is in the way causing his mask to fall to the street below and these two little shits in the other building start laughing at him again <laughs> it's not funny but it's, <laughs> it's funny, funny with the kids <laughs> daniel ends up throwing a robe over his doubtfire body puts his wig on makes a norman bates reference then tries sneaking down the hallway to the kitchen when his foot hits a creek in the floor Luckily, Miss Stel- Stelner, I'm having such a hard Selner. time. Selner. Okay. Um, only sees a quick glimpse before he makes it to the other side of the door. He quickly starts running around to the kitchen is when like he loses his wig because it gets caught. Oh, I love the little, it. The little coat hanger thing. He's trying to make tea. At this point, he goes to look out the window because he hears a truck approaching. He's looking at his mask down below. When he sees the trash truck flattening his mask, tire tracks and all. I saw that this took 50 takes. Really? I don't know why. I I feel like you just run the the mask mask right. Yeah. Why don't you just put it directly under a tire? And run it over one time. Yeah. Because you don't see it when it's under the truck. I have no idea. Maybe the street was busy. I have no idea why. (laughs) Out of all the things in the movie. Yeah. Maybe they thought the mask was going to do more because they were so used to Robin Williams doing a lot. Maybe. That they thought this mask, (laughs) if they did it enough, do something. (laughs) it would do something different. Miss Selner hears him say shit, starts making her way towards the kitchen, offering to give him a hand. And Daniel starts searching around the kitchen for a face alternative. He's looking in the fridge when Miss Selner comes into the kitchen and has no other option but to shove his face into a white cake. Daniel appears from behind the fridge door with his face covered in icing and says, Hello! favorite part of the movie ever <laughs> okay in his best english accent right dear yeah <laughs> he startles miss selner and this cream is just hanging off of his face did you see why it looks good though. yes that it's like icing that um you said you did see it andrea yeah, like he, um, I had read like this part, he actually had to like just go with it because yeah. it was just melting off his face and he just had to wing it. And he did great. And it's one yeah, of the he most made sure iconic to glob parts. it of right over that cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, he actually frightens her. Um, he tells her it's his nightly meringue mask. It's glopping off her face into the tea now, and he says, Oh, well, now you got cream. <laughs> One dollop or two. 
Okay, Mrs. Doubtfire says she can't stay because she's melting like a snow cone in Phoenix, but she'll go and get Danny. When she leaves the room, Miss Elner starts applying the cream from her tea to her own face, then licks her fingers. She believed in it. Yeah, I don't remember what all the ingredients he said were in it, but I remember um, the egg and sugar part. I wonder if that would make a good mask. I don't know. It's probably sticky. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe a good scrub. Maybe. Yeah, with the sugar. Now you got me fucking thinking about it. I do like a good face mask. (laughs) And the next scene, Daniel shows up at his brother's and shows him the tire track flattened mess of a mask. Says he had a little accident. Frank gives him a new one, telling him to be more careful, which he just had this bitch on the ready. Maybe he knows his brother. (laughs) Yeah, I wonder if maybe once you make one, make ten. All right. He says, um, be more careful. She's an old woman. And I'm thinking this mask didn't even survive his first day. Like, oh, that was the first day. The first day. We now see Daniel clocking out of his TV studio job, and he's briskly walking across the street. The next view is of occupied bathroom stalls, and one opens, revealing Mrs. Doubtfire. And she gets an awkward look when leaving the men's restroom. Think of how heavy that bag would be, having to carry around all that stuff. A beanbag chair. A beanbag chair. <laughs> and all a your mask. Clothes, your shoes. <laughs> the kids are watching um, Dick Van Dyke when Mrs. Doubtfire comes in, telling them it's homework time. Lydia tries pushing her weight around, and Mrs. Doubtfire grabs the remote, tosses it in the fish tank, and starts laying down the rules and threatens them with punishment. You can tell these kids are like, punishment. Yeah, we don't get punished. <laughs> Na- even Natty was like, punishment? Yeah. <laughs> Lydia tells Natty she's lying. She'd never punish us. Next, we see Chris is scrubbing baseboards with a sponge, soap, and water. I wonder how she convinced them to do that. I don't think she had to convince them. I think she <laughs> just said made it. them. <laughs> In the end, a grown-up's a grown-up, you know. That's you can true. only push back so much. Yeah. Natty is polishing the candle holders and Lydia's vacuuming while Mrs. Doubtfire is laid up on the sofa, drinking tea and reading the paper. Lydia says this is exploitation and the others tell her to shut up that it's her who got them into this. So Mrs. Doubtfire offers to end the hard labor if they start their homework and they all run upstairs talking about how much they miss their dad. Oh, I know. Daniel's still dressed as Mrs. Doubtfire. Um, He's attempting to cook dinner for the family. You can tell it's his very first time. And it's not going well. He dumps all the basil on the chicken. He then grabs a boiling pot of water with his bare hands, burning himself. And he drops the pot of water all over the floor. Everything on the stove is obviously set too high. He ends up leaning over the open flames on the stove and starts smelling burning rubber as his fake boobs start roasting. <laughs> you saw that he also had to, like, um, just go with this one as well. Oh, that he burned his hand or something? Yeah, like, no, the, the tits catching on fire. Oh, that really happened? Yeah, that wasn't really meant to happen. <laughs> it was just supposed to be, like, a little smoke or whatever, but his actual chest 
Oh, my God. Caught on fire. That was another. I think the whole movie is my favorite yes. part. Because I keep saying it's my favorite he part. He stands up screaming as his tits are ablaze. And he starts slapping his chest with a spatula. <laughs> and finally puts the flames out after covering them with pot lids. So now you know. If you ever catch your tits on fire. Pot lids. Pot lids. If I can find them. Yeah. <laughs> Um, we now see that he ends up having to pay $140 to have dinner for four delivered. Because I'm thinking you're not even going to get this kitchen clean before dinner. I don't know. I would have just given up. Okay. Um, that's a very expensive, that'd be like $300 for. Yeah, that's wild. I don't even know why he went that fancy. Like, I guess he's trying to pull off swank, but still, it's just like. Spend his whole sound like Mexican. Yeah, (laughs) spend his weekly budget. You could have had tortillas and you know, or tacos for dinner. Chinese, Chinese. Scrape it into some plates. Miranda would have (laughs) known. Fucking Chinese, it's Daniel. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, uh, Miranda shows up at home. The kids are just coming down the stairs, telling their mom they were doing their homework because Mrs. Doubtfire said they had to. You can tell Miranda is completely impressed. She's complimenting on how spick and span the house is when she comes upon dinner being served in the dining room. And she is overjoyed, commenting on how lovely it all looks. And the kids themselves actually look happy and impressed. It's really pretty food. It really was like a magical setting. Baby carrots. And then I always wondered what it was. Those little... uh like green and regular noodles i was more concerned about what the meat was like about to drool you said noodles we started talking i didn't even know you ate a vegetable no she does not eat zucchini noodles (laughs) i would try it but yeah they might be zucchini you wouldn't even be able to taste it i promise okay they're good if you cover it in spaghetti that's right (laughs) i'll make it for you Lots of MSG. You'll yes. never know. <laughs> Before Mrs. Doubtfire is able to leave, Lydia comes out to apologize for being a pain and thanks her for making her mom happy, then laid some hard truths that it's been a while since she was. And that's kind of sad. That kids make me really sad. Man, kids notice everything. Yeah. They really do. And you're not that good of an actor. And I just don't <laughs> see how the mom couldn't see what she was doing to them. Like, I was, was so mad. The whole on work. Terrible. Yes. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Doubtfire continues on to catch her bus. But when she sits down, the bus driver sees her very hairy legs because her hosiery has fallen yet again. And this bus driver goes wide-eyed. Tells her he likes Mediterranean women. He's talking about he likes healthy women and all that. You can tell this guy is falling hard for Mrs. Doubtfire. I wanted to know, why is he having to take the bus whenever he packed up the station wagon? He can't drive. He can't drive there. (laughs) I was really like... (laughs) Why is he taking the bus? I mean, I guess he could have parked down the street, but she still would have seen his... I mean, that was a big-ass station wagon to try to hide. It's a very obvious. Yeah. <laughs> well, now I feel stupid for bringing it up. Dude looks like a lady starts playing. Oh, I have some information about that song. Yeah, let's go. Because I was like, what? I don't... I've never understood what that song was. I was like, uh-huh. was it written for the movie? Like, what? So it wasn't written from the movie. 
I think it came out in the 80s. Oh, yeah. I was going to say it's old school. And um, so Steven Tyler thought that he saw a pretty lady when he was hanging out with Motley Crue. And they turned around and it was Vince Neil. Dude, <laughs> that's how it is when you're running around with that, that big ass hair. Oh. That's funny, though. I thought so. I was like, what does that even mean? <laughs> okay. So the next several scenes go kind of fast. So we're just going to. Run through them. Um, they're on outings with Mrs. Doubtfire. That's the kids. She's running around the park playing soccer with Chris. That's a very agile old woman, let me just say. She's riding bikes with the kids, and she's dancing with the vacuum um, at Miranda's. I want a vacuum like that. It looks like it'll make vacuuming way more fun. Daniel's in his apartment drinking beer, still in his Doubtfire suit. With his legs propped up, except he didn't have the mask on. Um, and he's learning how to cook from Julia Childs. We see him successfully serve boiled lobster as Mrs. Doubtfire reading Stuart Little to Natty. Dancing with the broom, Tom Cruise style. She's like the best housekeeper nanny right? ever. And these kids aren't just a little like, what's up with this lady? <laughs> yeah, this lady is very um, active Yes, <laughs> for being 70. Okay. Um, and he's watching Miranda being dropped off by Stu. And even almost gets his purse stolen until he dropped his voice. Sent everyone in his area running. And I believe that he was actually upset that his purse strap was broken. Next, we see Mrs. Doubtfire arrive at Miranda's and see Stu's fancy car parked up front of the house and ends up ripping the BMW thing off of his car. What's that thing called? The emblem? Yeah. I think that's what that's called. It's just an emblem? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure. Okay. So I have that Stu's Mercedes was a 400E Mercedes and it was eighty three grand. So with inflation, that's I think it's like called a hood ornament. Oh, hood <laughs> ornament. That is. Why? I knew it was. Why like, couldn't we think? My brain was thinking emblem, but I think like an emblem's more embedded. And yeah, a hood ornament. Mm-hmm. That's so. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um. Got that she, COVID. <laughs> keep anymore. it over there. She walks in to the house, and they're all visiting quite nicely in the living room. And by them, it's Miranda, Stu, and the kids. I said, how offensive that this man is eating, meeting your children. The kids, yeah. Yeah. I think she played it off as like I think a work I, thing. I think I would have come out of my clo- costume for that. My costume. Yeah. <laughs> Um, this is when Mrs. Doubtfire starts to take him like little shots at Stu. Miranda asks if Mrs. Doubtfire can stay a few extra hours so they can go out for a few drinks and look at wallpaper samples. That's what I was saying. That's not the wallpaper as... she's going to look at. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire is trying to convince Miranda she needs to let her sheets cool before bringing someone else in. Miranda. Good point. Yes. Miranda ends up asking, how long after Winston did you have desires? And she answers, never. And Winston is Mrs. Doubtfire's deceased fake husband. (laughs) Uh, Miranda says, never. And Mrs. Doubtfire says, once the father of your children is out of the picture, the only answer is lifelong celibacy. 
if you violate that, I'll never forgive you. And then he walks off. I love it. Says everything that he wanted to say. (laughs) Next, Mrs. Dalfire is working with Lydia on her spelling words when she gets a call from nature. As she's pissing standing up, Chris accidentally walks into the bathroom and is shooketh. He takes off running, and Daniel can't seem to cut off that stream to chase after him. (laughs) (laughs) He really had to go. (laughs) How many times do you want to take that suit off to go? Yes. Chris runs to Lydia, telling her they needed to call the cops and get out of there. When Lydia asks why, Chris is stumbling over his words, saying he's a she, she's a he, he's He's a a she, she. she. (laughs) Then says she's half man, half woman. I love that point. He's a she, she. When Mrs. Doubtfire re-enters Lydia's bedroom, Lydia takes up a tennis racket, and Chris says they'll hit him in the balls with it. Lydia asks, she has those? What is up with the giggle fuckers? Oh, I, I see. can't draw, it turns out. <laughs> you take a picture of these she so they know what the fuck is happening. with six fingers. <laughs> That's what's wrong with it. It's flip-off war here. No. (laughs) In the studio. Hmm. (laughs) Okay, she asks, he has those. Chris says, she's got everything. Mrs. Doubtfire says, I'm not who you think I am. And Chris responds, yeah, no shit. Daniel drops character and his voice when he says, hey, watch it, young man. And the kids react by staring in recognition of their dad. So shocking. Could you I imagine know. being that kid? I would just been, have to be like, the, 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 like, been hanging out with this woman. <laughs> you see her, you see dad, and so she, she's a she, she, she. <laughs> okay. Um, Chris asks, you don't like wearing that stuff, do you, dad? <laughs> <laughs> He's explaining to his kids that it's a job. He's not going out to old lady bars or anything. It's just the only way he could see them all of the time. He asks how, and he says, Uncle Frank and Aunt Jane. Jack. Oh, I thought it was Aunt Jane. Okay. Aunt Jack. He tells them they cannot tell Mom, and they can't tell Natty because she would blow his cover. Chris and Lydia agree to keep his secret. And at this point, I'm like, that's some heavy shit to lay on your kids. Oh, yeah. That's <laughs> like, like They're going to go to bed that night just for 30 minutes laying there with their eyes open trying to put it all together. Not only that, but you got to play cool. Like, oh, yeah. To not tell their when mom. When mom's around. That it's not yeah. dad. I'd fuck up. Oh, yeah. Because <laughs> they'd have to. Would they call him dad whenever she's not Right. Around? Accidentally. Now that so, you know. Natty was Mara Wilson. Mm-hmm. Y'all know. Yep. Matilda. Matilda. She was in Miracle on 34th Street with uh, the the Prosky boss. The Later who? on, the boss that he goes to the restaurant. Oh, Mr. Lundy. Yes. Mr. Mr. Lundy. Lundy. That's yes. His real name is Prosky. Sorry. Yeah. But they were both in Miracle on 34th Street together. And she did some voices on Welcome to Night Vale podcast. It had, uh, she was the faceless old woman. I thought that was interesting. Hmm. I've heard of it. I don't know I've heard I of it, too. Listen to it. I don't think I listened to it. I did read that she wrote a book in 2016 called oh. Where Am I Now? True Stories of Girlhood and Accidental Fame. Hmm. I'd probably read it. She was so cute. Yeah. 
Daniel's at work the next day when he comes across the sleepy set of this dino guy. I don't know what the name of that show was, but... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. He starts talking to the director, Jonathan Lundy, making funny comments. He says he wasn't trying to criticize, but the guy's show has been on since he was a kid. His boss comes in trying to hurry him along to do his job, and it's obvious that he made an impression on Mr. Lundy with all his funny shit. Mrs. Doubtfire next arrives at Miranda's with flowers and groceries and inquires why Miranda is home. She tells him she has an appointment with Miss Selner, who had told Miranda that Daniel had a woman living with him, claiming to be his sister, and she knows he does not have one of those. Of all the things for her to be mad at him about and take the kids right. away, I feel like I would have driven that point home a little more. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I need to check this out of who this woman is yeah. that says she's his sister. Yeah. Doubtfire plays it off as a mistake that he could never replace her. Miranda starts asking for marital advice as Mrs. Doubtfire is holding cold meat to her chest. She says it reminds her of Winston. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. I think she puts it up to her face, too. Yeah. Um, It was the drink that killed him. He was... (laughs) He, and she says, oh, it was the alcohol? And she's like, no, he was hit by a Guinness truck. Literally. Yes. The drink killed him. She tells her a flawed husband is better than no husband at all. And Miranda comes back with, who needs a husband when I have you? She said, you have no idea what it was like living with Daniel. In the beginning, he was romantic. Mrs. Doubtfire wants to know of a scale of one to ten. How good was he? (laughs) Of course he wants to know. Poor Daniel. She says he was okay. (laughs) And Doubtfire asks, just okay? Miranda says it was Daniel's humor and spontaneity. But after a while, she was working all of the time, and he was always between jobs. And she never got to spend time with the kids. And if she did have time to spend with him, something would always go wrong. The house would be wrecked, and she'd have to clean it up. And at this point, I'm just like, that's the point of my life where I was like, you don't always have to clean. (laughs) Or you communicate the problem and make them clean with you. (laughs) Yeah. Or you don't clean for a week and make them understand how to clean. Yeah, no, they still wouldn't clean. I've done that. (laughs) (laughs) Someone told me they left a piece of cheese on the floor. Was it you? Cheese wrapper in the kitchen. In the kitchen. For days. For a week. Okay. I remember that. On the kitchen floor. I was not there at the time. I just want to say that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we're not. Cr- I know. No, I can never just leave cheese on the floor. I have dogs. Oh, that's true. <laughs> it would I've, be gone. I've I, always had dogs. <laughs> I know that you clean, Crystal. You rinse your dishes over here, which is better than I do. <laughs> that's because I have to rinse them at the house. <laughs> I left a sign up in front of the sink that said, rinse your fucking dishes for like a week. <laughs> And now we know. Yeah. And that's only because I wash my dishes before I put them in the dishwasher. I really oh. just use my dishwasher as a, uh, like a anti everything. It's rinse. a rinse. No, oh, no, that water gets hotter than I can handle. As far as I'm concerned, it's sanitizing. I put everything in the dishwasher. Everything. If it can't survive the dishwasher, I don't want it. 
And if it doesn't fit in the dishwasher, it's going in the trash. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, if you buy me something fancy and it doesn't survive, I'll it's make survival sure it of the, the fittest. Okay. It's survival of the fittest over All here. Right. I got you. If it melts, it's going in the trash. That's it. I don't know how people hand wash their dishes. I just always have. like I, Oh, I love it. I hadn't do, had but. a dishwasher since I'd lived in California. And the house where now we have a dishwasher. And it's the first one I've had. And it's a thousand years old. Mm. And I'm concerned about messing it up. So I just, um, like I said, I like to make sure it's clean, clean. I don't want to clean after I clean. You have to get that blue liquid for the dishwasher. The last time I got some kind of blue liquid stuff, it dyed the inside of my dishwasher blue. Mm. That's weird, right? Did you put your hair dye in there on accident? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, she said that Daniel never knew that on some night she would cry herself to sleep, which uh, there I am, communication. Yeah, like I feel bad <laughs> for her, but she should have yeah. Gotten mad enough to elbow him in the ribs and be like, we're going to talk about this now. Yeah. She didn't like who she was when she was with him. She didn't want her kids to see her like that anymore. And she likes who he is when he's not around. She didn't tell him because he never liked to talk about anything serious. She ended up becoming serious enough for the both of them. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. Next, we see the families visiting a swanky pool. Which I'm like, is country club maybe? Yeah, I put that. She was making comments about how expensive everything looked. I put that it's the country club, but I'm like, he is a millionaire. Why didn't they go to his house to swim? Yeah. He's got to have a pool. Well, I was going to say maybe she's just used to everybody waiting on him, but I'm sure he's got staff at home too. Yeah, I don't know. That was just um, something that I wondered. <laughs> Natty points out, Stu's on the diving board, and Doubtfire says, that's liposuction. And uh, when he gets out of the pool, she says, by the looks of it, the water is very cold. <laughs> oh, I loved that. Under her breath. She yeah. slipped in a lot of good jokes. Yeah. She's always catching those just like under her breath <laughs> comments. Crystal's watching football as well, you guys. We multitask with our ADD. It's over. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it's like, it's only been three months and she's like bringing her kid. It hasn't even been hasn't three months. It hasn't even been Because they haven't months. been back to court. It's and, been like two weeks. And she's bringing the kids to yeah. see this man. Yeah. That's just so, like if she wanted Half to go on her man. own time, yeah. but to bring your kids and enter, I don't know. And your nanny. She's just, just a no-no yeah. for me. Yeah. Her whole, <laughs> I was mad the whole movie. Yeah. He makes some out. comments about Stu stealing his family as everyone's having fun with Stu in the pool. Mrs. Doubtfire's getting lit at the bar, even winking at a bikinied woman and offering <laughs> to buy her a drink. <laughs> no, thank you. Could yeah. you imagine? The woman looks disgusted and says, no, thank you. <laughs> it's at this time Stu approaches a guy at the bar who asked, who's Rugrats? Um, he said it's Miranda Hillard, the woman he's seeing. And that's when I'm like, yeah, y'all are really dating now. Yeah. The guy laughs about um, Stu didn't want kids. He'd never date a woman with kids. And Stu says people change. Um, at this point, I also want to say that the bartender in this scene is Robin Williams' half-brother. Mr. Toad. Yes. I saw, so I looked him up, and this was his only yeah. acting credit. It's like, so weird. He runs a, what, um, a vineyard and distillery or some shit like that. Oh, yeah. I didn't see that. That's Hang cool on, I have some notes. 
it's his brother Todd Williams, um, his half brother, also known as Doctor Toad, who was um, a bartender, like his life. <laughs> And he opened a vineyard in 1993 called Toad Hollow. Now, why is he a toad? I don't know that. Maybe he looked like a toad. Hmm. Maybe it's just one of them jokes. Todd like, and toad kind yeah. of close together. Oh. Like, That's my assumption. That's a good guess. Lily's nickname is Bug because we used to call her Lily Bug, and now she's just Bug. Hmm. So, it's mm. very cute. <laughs> I don't call her well, that. Yeah, you call her other things. Her <laughs> name is Shit Dick. Oh, <laughs> very very nice. <laughs> Mrs. Doubtfire's hiding behind a post, listening in. Stu says he's crazy about her and her wonderful kids, especially Natty. He goes on to say they need a stable father figure in their life. The guy asks about their own father, and Stu says, what can I say? The guy's a loser. As he's walking away with a tray of drinks, Daniel <laughs> pelts him in the back of the head with a lime. And when he turns around, he sees Mrs. Doubtfire, who's trying to play it off as a run-by fruiting. <laughs> it's a run-by fruiting. <laughs> it said that that line is popular now, like on TikTok and stuff. I could see that. Run-by fruiting. I could see that. Just throwing fruit at people. <laughs> I don't know. He breaks character again after Stu walks away by asking Stu's friend in his man voice, What are you looking at? I loved it. <laughs> It's the next day. Daniel is at work at the TV station when he finds himself in the dinosaur sh- dinosaur show studio. He's playing with the dinosaurs. The number of times the word dinosaur has popped up on this show. Why? <laughs> Why? How does it? Even, how do we even talk about them? <laughs> He's playing with the dinosaurs, asking all his wacky. Oh, um, using all of his wacky voices. And we see the director, Jonathan Lundy, is peeking around the corner, and he likes what he sees. Daniel is now doing a music show with the dinosaurs. He's doing, like, Elvis's voice and all that. Lundy comes out clapping. He says he thinks kids would like it. He wants to hear more of his ideas. This Friday at, I don't remember the name of the restaurant, but Bridges. I got it in there. Bridges. Over dinner, 7 p.m. sharp. And Sharp. as soon as I hear Friday, I'm like, don't you have appointments with that lady on Friday? Oh, is it on Friday? Yeah, it's like Monday she, and Friday. Yeah. So anyways, that's Mrs. What I Selner was thinking, is going to go over and that's Daniel. What, and that's what I was thinking. There. But when the way he says 7 p.m. sharp, that's more of that foreshadowing. You know, shit's about to go down. Yeah. Yep. Now it's crystal's turn she wrote, wrote that it. shit in my notes she wrote it down <laughs> i synced it i synced it she told right. me i would still fuck it up <laughs> yeah I thought, I thought she was gonna not gonna lie oh y'all are so cute all right daniel is having dinner with his kids and there's a knock at the door it's miranda miranda's impressed with daniel's progress he asked for oh a yeah like chance. even even his kids were telling him like they were proud of him that's got to be kind of good to hear that from your kids. Yeah. Yes, for a second chance to take the kids after school, Miranda says she can't get rid of Mrs. Doubtfire. In the next scene, and the girls are trying to pick out a dress for a birthday dinner. Oh, wait. At this point, Miranda did actually knock on the door as well. Wonderful. Instead of busting in. <laughs> oh, so much better on her yeah, part. Yeah, a little bit. Literally already put 
that there Maybe? was a knock at the door. Yeah, I know, but I wanted because he made a comment about, "Oh, you actually knocked this time." <laughs> Jesus, they're trying to pick out a dinner or a fucking dress for the dinner with stew. It's a cute little short black dress. And is it a, cute? You'd wear it? No. And then a red dress. So they said they ask. Mrs. Doubtfire's opinion, she says neither. They both cry harlot. <laughs> Red is the traditional I, color for streetwalkers and glasses. Too I, short. I want to use that whole line. And Crystal's booty would not fit in a short dress. That, that is true. I do like a harlot red, though. Don't it's, you? It's a good one. It goes great nails and hair. Yeah. <laughs> like it for nails and lipstick. Yeah. Whole harlot. What do you think, Crystal? Uh, sure. Great. Which dress would you have chosen? Uh, probably red. Yeah. Yep. So. Streetwalker? Uh, yes. Yeah. Traditional streetwalker. <laughs> okay. Red. I got you. Black's too short. She hopes she gets, she hopes she waxed. <laughs> they decide on the short black. She is It invited. is the most fun. Yeah. It's That's what fun. she asked the kids. Yeah. <laughs> She's invited Mrs. Doubtfire and the kids to dinner as well. It's. Friday at 7 at Bridges. Of course it is. Mrs. Doubtfire says she can't go. She has plans. She has to pull the pull the pull bingo the... numbers or something? <laughs> no. She said she has to pull the balls at the rectory. Oh. <laughs> Which oh, makes yes. it even better. <laughs> pull the balls at the rectory. They all beg her until she promises she will be there. Daniel tries to reschedule with Mr. Lundy, but he's completely booked for two months. Then they all arrive at the restaurant, and the host asks if they want smoking or non-smoking. And Mr. This Lundy shook Crystal's brain because it's been so it's long. Smoking since we've heard or those. would you want smoking or non-smoking? I want what? Yeah, yeah. Like That's it's been, been, a been long time. so long. But I remember, like my parents smoked, and we sat, we sat in the smoking. Because yeah. at first I was like, "Would you want?" I would feel ashamed walking my smoking. kids to the smoking section. That's my daddy. Yeah, but I mean, you've lived in it, so yeah. It wasn't a thing. It's a different world. You just blow it, it right is. in their face back then. It is. I remember how much of an upset it was in this area when they took smoking out of public yeah. places. And it was like only bars. And now even some bars you can't smoke you inside. Go outside. But yeah. going to a bar where they do smoke oh, inside? Oh, yeah. No. It's, it's horrible. horrible. I used to go to my, the bingo hall with my mom. Oh, the smoke would just roll and out And I'd be like, there. Mom, you like, I mean, she smoked, but it's like. We would still sit in the non-smoking section so we could breathe, and she would yeah. just go out and smoke on breaks. Like It was full. Yeah. Made you question if it was worth it playing yeah. bingo. I did put, <laughs> isn't it, of course, Miranda's favorite restaurant is a very expensive upscale. Of course. Yeah. She's living that life. I just have a lot of hate for Well, her. she likes upscale things, though. If she's an yeah. interior decorator, she can appreciate <gasps> the glam. That's true. Yeah. Continue on, my love. Oh, thanks. All right. Friends off topic. Uh, Mr. Lundy sits in non-smoking, so Mrs. Doubtfire, when they ask, says, immediately smoking. <laughs> I love it. They want to sit in smoking so she can randomly ingest a little bit of nicotine, because <laughs> she used to smoke. Mr. Lundy is sitting, looking annoyed. Daniel calls the restaurant from a pay phone, from the payphone there and tells the host to tell Mr. Lundy he's running a little late. He had traffic. Oh, this is when Doubtfire had to go to the bathroom because you couldn't take her meds orally. <laughs> <laughs> and then you're like, where's it going? <laughs> Comes back and Stu got Miranda a fancy looking bracelet. Daddy asked to go to the bathroom and Miranda has to take her. 
Mrs. Doubtfire tells the other two kids to go pick out a dessert from the dessert tray. Mrs. Doubtfire then says to Stu, he's putting a down payment for six. <laughs> With that fancy He names bracelet. it a bunch of funny ones like the horizontal mambo and yes. the rumple, rumple <laughs> foreskin. It's the rumple foreskin that had me <laughs> laughing so hard. And then she tells him, I hope he, d- he doesn't mind competition because she has a power tool in the bedroom. <laughs> that She's like, surprised she hasn't chipped her teeth. <laughs> made me laugh so hard like how this is a pg-13 and i watched this as a kid uh-huh. and i didn't get well but that's what i'm that. saying oh, like yeah. they had right so much shit like they just could you imagine being the one having to edit like which one do you choose oh my god which the chip the teeth <laughs> she didn't chip her teeth <laughs> that makes me think of this funny story i got this um i don't know where this is no, going okay, after so, <laughs> some of what i've heard in here i um working at loveworks we would get a lot of free stuff you know like fancy stuff to try out and stuff and i had one i had it plugged in i hadn't even used it like i was just charging it for the first time this thing went off in the middle of the fucking night like i didn't know what was happening <laughs> i thought something was wrong with my dog i couldn't figure out where this noise was coming from this fucking vibrator like turned itself on or some oh, shit God. while i was charging it and and it scared you. Yeah, it really did. Like, middle of the night, creepy oh, stuff. Oh, that's funny. Like, because the last house when we lived in Sulphur, I swear it was haunted. So, weird shit did go Your down Your ghost was house. trying it out. Yeah, maybe. Right, Crystal? Yeah. <laughs> All right, so she tells You don't want to tell us a funny vibrator story? Stu- no. The Cowboys <laughs> game starts in, like, five minutes. <laughs> she Double tells, time. She tells You can watch kickoff on your phone. Fucking Jesus. <laughs> I had a lot of notes about scotch, though. I haven't even gotten there. (laughs) All right. She tells Stu to bring cocktail sauce because she's got the crabs. (laughs) Mrs. Doubtfire excuses herself to the bathroom. She tries to go into the men's room, but Miranda catches her and tells her she's walking in the men's room. She changes out of her bodysuit and meets Mr. Lundy at his table. They start talking business after two double scotches. Man. Continue with the scotch. Yep. Uh, I hate scotch. It's not. I mean, <laughs> I, you got to be rich to smooth, like it. But yeah. like, if you, I mean, it's not better the more expensive it gets. Like, it it's rougher. It's, not, it's yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I like, like to stick to clear liquids. I would try different ones whenever we would go to McFarland's. They had like half off happy hour. Yeah. And I got like the. I'm not gonna say it right. Somebody's gonna be mad. Lafroig. It looks like Laprohague. I don't know Le- what it is. I think it's called Lafroy. Le- yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Tasted like paint thinner. Ooh. I was like, this is. This coming from the one who snuck 99 in nice. her purse for the hey, at the jump house. It has sugar in it, at least. <laughs> 99 watermelon. Mm-hmm. All right. So she changes back into Mr. D- Mrs. Doubtfire. The waiter pulls out her seat for her, and she falls off. Oh, I love that <laughs> chair because she's drunk. Fucking lit. She has for uh, Stu asks for non-spicy jambalaya because he's allergic to pepper. And I had a fit. Yeah, because it's jambalaya. How are you going to make it? It's all mixed. It? How yeah. do you take the spice? Whatever out? they brought him. Yeah, did that not was look not like jambalaya. Jambalaya. Mm-mm. I did have notes about Mr. Lundy, the boss, real quick. Yeah, Robert Prosky. He was in Dead Man Walking, The Scarlet Letter with Demi Moore. And Gary Oldman, Gremlins 2, he was Grandpa Fred. He was in The Great Outdoors and Christine. 
Mm-hmm. He seems like a likable man. He does. He's dead now. Oh, but he was. Well, he was a nice, likable man. Yes. All right, R.I.P. So Mrs. Doubtfire's teeth fall into her shard. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that was an accident. Fish Dude, it out. he had to play so much shit because the suit was falling apart. <laughs> like the teeth fell in there and everyone just had to keep going so mm-hmm. all the actors reactions were real <laughs> all right mr lundy smells lady perfume on daniel and sees lipstick and he wants to know why daniel says it's from an old girlfriend that works at the restaurant she's a waitress mr lundy asks if his girlfriend has a lady friend for him. <laughs> they're like five double scotches in yeah yeah and hold up lundy started first like yeah he's really in he said he was gonna five. go check at this point, I'm just like, you need to eat something or hydrate. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know where you're going. Mrs. Doubtfire hears the waiter ask the kitchen for table 49, 39's food. So she goes into the kitchen and adds a lot of cayenne a to lot. Stu's jambalaya. So much. That would hurt me. That is enough cayenne for one whole meal. One whole like, meal. Like, yeah. That pot. is what you would use to season a pot of jambalaya. Yeah. And it would be spicy <laughs> jambalaya. Yes. Yeah. Okay, Daniel goes back to Mr. Lundy's table as Mrs. Doubtfire. Mr. Lundy wants to know why he's dressed like a woman. <laughs> <laughs> he says he wants to introduce him to the host of his new show. Uh, and then the food arrives at Stu's table, and he takes a bite of his shrimp and immediately starts coughing, and then, I guess, sucks it into the back of his throat. And Fucking he loser. That's choking. right. <laughs> no pity. He's allergic. You it's should not like chew he can your help shrimp it. first. He coughed that shit out whole. Because he was starting to cough because well, he's allergic and then shouldn't order the jambalaya. You get on my goddamn nose, bro. <laughs> I think if he was really allergic... Your throat, like, you start to puff up, right? I don't know. I don't know how it works with Pepper. I don't think he's really allergic. He's just didn't want to be a vagina. Yeah. Yeah. So Miranda stands up and asks for help and sees Miss Doubtfire. Miss Doubtfire runs to the table. She, like, jumps over over the Leaps over a whole fucking, like, three-foot wall. I wonder how many takes they had to do that in. Miss Doubtfire runs to the table and gives Stu the Heimlich. They fall, and the shrimp flies out of Stu's mouth and onto the table, not chewed at all. Mm-mm. When they get up, Mrs. Doubtfire's mask is coming off her face, and everyone sees that it's Daniel. So what do the restaurant like, people oh, think no. of this? <laughs> I would like to know. Miranda, I'd be like, do you know the shit I saw tonight <laughs> at dinner? <laughs> Miranda freaks out. And everyone leaves. Oh, yeah, no. She's just like, we have to go. We her have to line. go. <laughs> don't talk to me. Don't don't talk to me. I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> we have to go. Now. Now. <laughs> it is funny. She probably could never show her face in that restaurant again. That's what you get. That's right. <laughs> Stu and Daniel shake hands. And now they're back in court. And Daniel is acting as his own attorney and makes a compelling closing statement. The judge thinks his speech is an act. And he gets full custody, goes to Miranda. Daniel will have supervised visits every Saturday, and he suggests psychological testing and possible treatment. That he does. <laughs> Miranda's trying to find a new nanny. The family's in the kitchen talking about how much they miss Mrs. Miss Doubtfire. Miranda reminds them that she's not real. And then they hear her voice, and they all run in the living room and see her on TV because she has a new show. 
Miranda shows up to the set. She wants to talk. She says the kids need him. And the new babysitter arrives at the house, and it is Daniel. Mrs. Doubtfire is giving advice to a child whose parents are separating. Daniel dries off with the kids. Instrumental crap music. <laughs> it made me so mad. Like, so she lets him come back now as the housekeeper. Like, that's the end. Like, now you feel bad. Yeah. Cool. No, it he took- doesn't come back as the housekeeper, though. Like, he no, stays he comes outside. back as Daniel. He just comes back and gets the kids in he the afternoons. He picks them up. He picks oh, them up. Oh, okay. Because even she was like, do you want to come in? And he's like, no, I'll just stay outside. It's all just made me mad, Wait though. on the kids. I did read that they did want to have an alternate ending. Like, they did try it both ways where everything would be, like, like they, they end back. up getting back together and nah, all that. She sucks. But then they decided to just go ahead and handle it the way they did. Um, Robert said he wanted to help kids that were dealing with divorce and stuff like Aww. that. Like, it needed to be real. Yeah. It is real. parents don't always get back together. Yeah. So. It is real. I saw that, um... Blake Lively was considered for the role of Natalie. Yeah. And I like Blake Lively. All right, friends. Next week, we're watching Twister. Everybody's ready for I'm Twister. I'm very excited. It's I, good. I, I watched Twister. it the other day. I'm going to have to make sure I'm up on all my meds. Handle <laughs> the stress. <laughs> my anxiety is getting so bad. It does. When there's just a lot happening like oh, that. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a lot. And it puts me on edge. And then I worry about, like, hurricane PTSD. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a lot. I know. So make sure you follow our Facebook for the next voting and follow our TikTok and Instagram. We'll throw some stuff up there for updates. Bye, guys. Runs off topic!